Good evening. Welcome to uh, episode 20. It's a, it's a milestone, that, isn't it? Episode 20 of Coombe TV. And as we see there, we've got, uh, we're going two wheels tonight. We've got uh, Steve Bostock from the fantastic NG Motorcycle Club. Uh, and the man who really pushed this more, even, even more than me, I absolutely love the bikes down there. But Tom, you've got to take credit for this one. Good evening, sir. Hello, how are we doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Uh, tired, yeah, tired actually. It's been a busy. We um, I was at the circuit yesterday, um, so we had a track day on yesterday, and uh, yeah, so it was really good, but a very long day. Um, but all went well, and uh, yeah, look, really excited um, to get Steve on. Um, a lot of people are asking about more bike content, which we we're just chatting about, and I think you know Steve's a great guy. I've worked with him now probably four years now, um, and he's been involved with the circuit for whoa, a long, long time. Uh, lovely guy, really lovely guy. I'm not just saying that because he can hear me, but he's a great guy. Very enthusiastic, um, you know, really has done a fantastic job with that racing club. And also, you know, working, you know, doing, having it out at Coombe, he's just made it into just a phenomenal event, really. Um, you yeah, know, we've all, Rodney, you know, before me, bolted on all the, you know, all the bits of the glitz, as we say, all the little shiny bits, but actually the quality of racing, the grids are huge. Um, you know, it, it's just, and it's a fantastic, it's just a great atmosphere that weekend. Um, the whole place comes alive. Uh, yeah, and, and like I say, Steve's team, actually, I'm sure you'll talk about that. It's not just Steve, there's a whole team of them. But they're such passionate, lovely people as well. Just great well, people to work with. And, and the great thing is, I've said it uh, previously, is that, uh, you know, as you know, I'm commentating somewhere, normally, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, every weekend somewhere. And, and of course, once it gets to the bike meet, I'm not part of the commentary team for the bikes. Mm-hmm. I'd love to because it's so entertaining, but just circumstantially, I'm not. Uh, we've got better equipped people than me to do those ones. However, if I'm not commentating, and I think it was last year, mm-hmm. um, run the risk of getting myself in trouble with the missus, doing a bit of a busman's holiday, but I actually went over to Circuit. Uh, yeah, you know, I still yeah. live about you know, 35, 40 minutes away, but drove over there because I had to watch yeah, the great. event there. It's so good, and it's so cathartic for me to sort of get up there and watch this incredible entertainment yeah. and, and talk about ballsy races as well to, to oh. just enjoy around our circuit. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, and Steve will tell us more about that because I've seen, you know, this is this is a great thing as well. It's not just about what Steve's done um, and he's worked on the BSB and other things which he tell us about, but I've seen him in that race control room with his radio setups, and he is, like, I've said the general running that whole place it is just unbelievable so we'll ask him a lot more about that because it is when you you know he's as cool as a cucumber and you see that and you've got all these hundreds of bikes going everywhere and it's bonkers um so yeah you know i think this will be a good one that sounded like jeeves was calling you in the background there the ting of the bell (laughs) (laughs) um just quickly i'm going to bring this one purely because it has come up uh mike cotton said any advance on affordable live stream of no spectator events there's two things I'm going to say there is that one, it, I'm still hopeful that that no spectator thing might not carry on, you know, for excessively long, but we just got to assume it is for the foreseeable future. By the sounds of it, it looks like the TSL uh, audio feed of commentary is looking 
virtually sorted now. Uh, touch wood, I think uh, it certainly sounds good. And we'll, I'll think I'm due to be up at the circuit some point over the next few days to, to sort of help make sure that's okay. So absolute worst case scenario, we've got audio of the uh, the commentary. We're looking at possibly having some webcams or something like that to possibly show something. The problem is, if we did something even when we got a good deal now, and I'm speaking, taking this away from Tom so he doesn't have to do it with his corporate head on, is that if we did something now that we got a great deal, we need to then know that we can carry it on and, and, and not cost excessively. So we're looking for things. We've got audio is looking certain. We might have some webcam stuff. So we're still working on it, guys, is the best thing to say, and you will have something by the sounds of it. Yeah, that, that sums, up. Yeah, that sums up well enough. I just thought I'd say that. But now let's get rid of that. Let's get the main man in himself, the highlight of the show, uh, as he bring him in. Steve Bostock. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Is everybody okay? Yeah, good, good, thanks. Good. Sorry we kept you waiting there, mate. We had to do the uh, uh, the, the usual thing there. Just go. Exactly. That was the word I was Awful. looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. Straight what away. An what an intro to my life. I can't oh, sorry. You owe me. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely do. Yeah, the checks in the post already has agreed. Yeah, um, fantastic. Actually, this is what I meant to click on. Your good lady has said, "Mini Bostocks, say hi." <laughs> That's a long distance message that is. Trust me, it's about five meters away. Yes, yeah, the other <laughs> side of the wall, I can imagine. <laughs> Um, but Should it looks like, you, you know, your fan club are in. Audrey Webb says so and I, our very own Emma Strawford. Hi, Emma, and happy Hi, birthday oh, for yeah. the other day. Uh, come on. Emma, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Emma. Happy birthday to you. Someone was on a key there. It definitely wasn't me. Happy birthday, Emma, for Friday, I believe. Out of key, out of time, everything. Yeah. We had the whole oh. kit and caboodle there, didn't we? Oh, you got one as well. He's I've got, got one as and, well. She's what, what have you? What have you got, Steve? You got one on the go. You were going to be bringing a beer, I think. San Miguel, I'm afraid. Spanish. Go for it. Good man. Good man. Well, guys, thanks for having me. It's great. It's it's good to get the two wheels out there on the four wheels. Obviously, it's four wheels. Just far too many wheels to go wrong. So <laughs> it's, it's just uh, it's just great, yeah, to you know sort of talk about my bikes and hopefully uh, get our audience in on, on the two-wheel side. It's brilliant. Uh, we were just sort of talking about, and I know you'll be the first to say it is a whole team affair, isn't it? And and you, you've you been up there on the board with everything, but it, it, it just something you guys have done has just clicked brilliantly. Yeah, I, I think so. It, it is definitely teamwork. Um, yeah, I'm probably the noisiest there, shouting at the PA and things like that at people and, and talking to all the marshals, you know, through all the ops uh, that go on race day and test days as well. But, it really is a team. Like that's just one very small element of it, very, very small part. Um, and we've got it. We're very um, self-contained as well. We've got our own timekeeping team, for example. As a lot of clubs, you know, they they, they get in a third-party um, timing team, uh, but everything is in-house. We've got our own commentators, our own timing team. Obviously, all the ops team. We've got three clerks of the course who are always there. Um, you know, I, I can be the noisy one on race control, but I've always got two clerks of the course. Uh, you know, Nino and Pete right behind me. Know, picking up all the other bits so you can so i can remain sort of focused on the track and just keep the ops rolling basically so uh, the, the, the word team is, is i'm afraid just sums up mg for a long long time you know we've had people sort of come and, and people go from that central ops team but you know we filter people back in very carefully um, just making sure they've got experience and they can fit into that role um and we just sort of we sort of move on seamlessly so very very proud um, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to sort of represent the club, but it really is a club um, and a team effort. I've got to say that. 
I was going because um, I'm always really impressed. You're, you know, I'm always impressed by the marshals anyway. But your guys, they, they, yeah, they, they, they all come together, don't they? They're, they're the bike guys. They're spe- yeah. specialists, really, aren't they? I guess on 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 the motorbike side, they don't tend to do the car stuff. Do they? I know some of our guys do come and help you, but they are really focused, aren't they, on that on that bike? Yeah. They follow you guys around. It's amazing. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we've got a, a pretty a sort of a, a core team of marshals. And that follow us everywhere. If you know, if we went to Timbuktu, they'd follow us there, which is absolutely phenomenal. So you've got familiarity. We know the strengths, weaknesses. Everyone's got strength, strengths, and weaknesses. So you kind of know, you know, where to put certain marshals. You know, they'll know a corner, know a team, and that's all very, very important. Um, and of course, a lot of them, you know, we can't take all the credit for that. A lot of them are sort of, you know, brought through by Nina Petsini, um, and most of them are actually BSB marshals. So trained to the very highest level. Um, being frontline at you know BSB and above if you like you know World Superbike MotoGP level, um, and obviously that that experience is you know, it just that's tremendous for a club um, like ourselves. So they bring that experience to us, um, and yeah, there, there's full trust out there on the bank, and that's really what you need. You just need eyes and ears out there that you can really put you know put your event in, um, and that's what we're able to do. It's a tremendous team but once again, um, and yeah, they, they seem to just love it. It is a drug. Uh, if you miss one, you're kind of wondering what you're missing out on. It's really odd. And I'll talk about maybe a little bit later on with BSB, you know, when I sort of you know, step back from BSB. Um, it really is a drug. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't matter where we go. We, we get the same core team um, of marshals, and they, they know the business, uh, and you just know you're in their hands. It is, you know, it's great. Absolutely phenomenal. The commitment, um, I know I'll use, I'll use that word probably again later on, but the commitment is absolutely phenomenal. You know, days off work, you know, just to come in stand on the bank and pick up guys who want to throw themselves at the scenery, you know? Um, and you just think, wow, you know, do you realise what you're doing here? You know, then it add up the cost and the commitment and the family yeah. type of stuff that you're missing out on, you know. But, yeah, full respect to them. I've done it myself. You know, I know what it's all about. And that might be a bit of a sort of, you know, a key, you know, we kind of know what it's all about. Really, we've, done, we've been out there, you know, rain, hail, storm, yeah. sun, God knows what, you know, um, seeing all sorts of action, um, good and bad. You know, it, this is my bike race at the end of the day. Um so, but but just yeah, just again, it's, it's part of the team, you know. It's and they're just fantastic. And you've you've got some good because I think that's important. You know, Chris and I keep saying, well, neither of us you know, have, have, have marshaled ever. Um, you know, I've been involved. We've done other bits and pieces, but you've got some good stories, haven't you, from back when you marshaled? Was it with your dad as well, wasn't it? You started marshaling. I remember you were telling me. I think this up at Silverstone, and you got yeah, some, wow. Well. I'm not going to yeah. age you, but uh, you've got some cracking stories, I remember. The grey hair will give that away but long before you <laughs> No, not at all. I, yeah. I had mine in, for a fact. <laughs> yeah, blimey. Yeah, that goes back. Uh, yeah, Silverstone. So the British Grand Prix at Silverstone, um, what, what used to happen many, many years ago, the different clubs that operated around the UK, they were sort of given a section or a corner, if you like. So each year, NG, North Gloucestershire Motorcycle Club, as it was then, and we used to link up with, I think, Worcester Auto Club you know, to make a, a big enough team. And, and Silverstone would basically give you a different corner each year, which you probably wouldn't do these days because, as, as I mentioned earlier, you want that familiarity. You want to know the characteristics of a corner. Mm. Uh, so you're better off keeping your teams established on each corner. Um, but, yeah, we moved around, and, my God, we had some stories there. Yeah, I was, I was knee-high to the grass officer. so I wasn't technically allowed out on the bank. Um, so I was sort of in the observer's box most of the time on the inside of the corner. If you look at old footage, there's a, a big green shed on stilts on the inside of each corner and that's where I was you know sort of age 8, 9, 10, 11 whatever it was um, and it was our job to basically telephone race control and say what was happening on the corner to report in incidents and action on the corner um, and I, I probably got my first telling off there as well because I can't remember how old I was 
and don't ask me the year, I'll, I'll be corrected on this, someone will put the year up straight away. Um, but the, the, the big year when Crosby, Luke and Ellie and um, Sheen crashed at Stowe Corner, we were there, that was our corner that year. And I picked up the phone to race control, and I was with um, Sue Petsini, Nina's um, lovely wife, um, and myself always did the observer's box um, on the inside of you know, our respective corners. And I picked up the phone and I said, oh, we, we've, we've got Sheen, Luke and Ellie and Crosby crashed. And as cool as a light, race control said, Numbers, please. And I'm thinking, you're joking me. What number is variation? For goodness sake. You know? <laughs> and it's like, wow. And it's just as cool as you like. And of course, the crowd are roaring. You know, there's, there's, bail, there's you know, bales everywhere. It's a bike and you know, three, three of the world's best riders you know, in the hay bales right in front of us. And they want the numbers? You're having a laugh. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's etched there. Yeah. And you got to meet Crosby uh, last year, didn't you? Um, at, at, yeah. At our, at our event. So, yeah. Was that the first time you'd seen him since then? Or? Um, it probably is, yeah. It probably yeah. is. He's probably been around, you know, but you know, various events. But it probably is the first time I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I didn't remind him of that incident. I don't like doing that, you know. Oh, you remember me? It's when you crashed. <laughs> yeah. I've gone past that, you know. I just, I just don't like remind him of those moments, you know. Yeah, no, no, uh, no. no just yes, yeah, and some wonderful stories just with dad and you know, with you know, with my uncles. You know, they're all part of the NG North Gloucestershire then. Mm. You know, most of my uncles were on the committee then on the board, um, as, as dad was, and I sort of. You know, I cowered in the footwell of the car every time the bikes came around in those early days when I was, you know, three, four, five years old in those early days. I hated it, hated it, but I had to go because Dad was going, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just just real family sort of set up in those very early days. Silverstone was brilliant. It was, it was too young to mark the corner, but yeah. um, absolutely superb. You know, guys in you know, marshals in just in vests, you know, with a plastic orange bib over the top. And think, <laughs> oh, my God, what is going on there, you know? But uh, good times, really good times, yeah, early days, yeah. And and clearly the two-wheel uh, side of things has just been running through your blood your entire life. I mean, i got notes here that say you're, the first time you actually watched any racing was at four years old at Gaydon. Isn't that like the Jaguar yeah. Land Rover place? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the biggest, um, what is it, the biggest British that's car cool, yeah. um, collection in the world or something like that. Yeah, so that's right, Gaydon, yeah, I think it all, I think it was all put together sort of, uh, 1970, we kind of went live racing in 1971, and, and Gaiden, yeah, but as I said, I'll, I'll correct it, I didn't watch it, I just cowered in the foot of the, the car, you know, behind the spectator barrel, spectator ropes then, you know, I'm say, yeah. yeah, I know, I hated it, it's just far too loud, far too noisy, and that's just far too dangerous, why on earth would you want to do that? Um, so kind really? of in the early days, yeah, oh God, yeah, absolutely crazy, man. But um, in the early days, it was you know, very much, you know, the, the family are going sort of thing, so I went, you know, and yeah, just, just kind of got into it, and Started commentating with my uncle Brian. You know, he'll hate me for saying that. He's watching really well. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, just started commentating very early on, just reading out results. You know, from an age of about nine, ten. Um, you know, over the PA system. So trying to get your job there, Paulsey. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, and it kind of went on from there. You know, a clerk of the court, got a clerk of the course license very young, very early. Um, you know, I passed the test for that and got me a little you know, card and stuff and. Yeah, yeah. At 20 years old, wasn't it, that you got? Yeah, yeah, I think it was a bit younger than that, actually, with the first start of ACU company course license. Yeah, it was um, probably a little bit younger than that, but certainly some oh, really? progressed. Yeah, progressed to then the various you know, grades of ACU license to, uh, you know, sort of current day FIM standard sort of level. So, yeah, very good, R really. And so I've never really had a choice all my life. That's why this year is so damn unique. It's probably the first year yeah. of my life I've not been motorbike racing, you know, since I can 
what I can remember. So it's it's very odd, and the garden looks fantastic. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have, you, have you trimmed your bush into looking like a motorbike yet? I don't know another comment there, but absolutely not. No, it's not. <laughs> my laurel bushes are well trimmed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I mean, the, the NG. So the NG. So tell us, Steve. Obviously, you've been involved. So the NG Club. Tell us a bit more about the history of that, then, because obviously you've been involved with that. So what? Thirty years, then I take it. More, a bit more. Yeah, Your dad was that, involved with it before then. Yeah, no, tried forty-five, but yeah, no, okay, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, in those in, in the very early days, it was only on airfield circuits. So you know, yeah. we had an Arctic truck full of you know uh, straw bales, cones, ropes, you know, stakes, and all that sort of good stuff. And you basically turn up on a Friday night. This is you know, this is just airfield circuits. So you turn up Friday night, you've got an empty, you've got a blank canvas, just an airfield. Mm. Uh, and it was really through cotton motorcycles in Cheltenham linking up with the RAF MSA, so Royal Air Force Motorsports Association. I think one one party wanted to go motorbike racing, the other party had somewhere to go motorbike racing, you know, on airfields and things. So it came together, um, uh, and um, I, th I think it sort of formulated really from the Chartland Motor Club, who were running at Staverton. Some some of the guys out there might remember Staverton, but that was largely um, Chartland Motor Club. Mm. Um, so we sort of, not we, you know, in those days, a bit of a sort of break into North Gloucestershire Motorcycle Club. And then, yeah, we're up and running and, and racing airfields. I think 16 years ago was our last airfield meeting at Keeble. 2004 um, was our last airfield. So ever since then, we've just been permanent circuits. And, you know, I'm just not fit enough now to put that track out on a Friday night, Saturday, and put it all away, you know, half past five on a Sunday night and get away at eight o'clock and go to work the next morning. That was a tough, tough time. It's kind of where we cut our teeth, you know. We, we run, you know, anything sort of three, four, five, you know, up to eight, nine, and this, this current day events a year. So it's been pretty busy. We start in March. Um, I, I like to try and plan one event um, per pay packet, basically, for our, mm. for our customers, our membership, if you like. Um, if we can sort of filter it down to one one race event per pay packet, then they can kind of budget on that. You know, the, the, you know, so it makes it achievable, manageable, financially, and everything else. So that's kind of how we operate at the moment. Um, this year, oh, it's gone to pot. Isn't it? so, um, yeah. Yeah, yes, an awful lot of history. And as I said, it was all you know, family. And my uncles, several uncles, clerks of the force, uh, the chief timekeeper, chief assembly, marshal, assembly area, you know, um, and all that sort of, all those you know, key roles, if you like, in North Russia Motorcycle Club were, were you know, largely my uncles. And dad, dad was a starter, um, you know, for, for many, many years and sort of you know, dropped, dropped out of it. And I, I took over from there, really. Well, I mean, we're, we're, you know, thank you for the comments and good evening to everybody that is saying it dilly dilly to everyone. But um, we've got here, I mean, I've just put up there with your uh, uh, face there, Steve. Great club. Uh, loved the airfield circuits. Brilliant memories in my orange suit from from uh, from Andrew Reese. Yeah, sure. And, you know, we've we've even got, you know, there's Lowe's already. Shez, uh, pictures. Shez, yeah. Steve and the whole team at NG are the best. And it's also always a pleasure to be competing at their meetings, you know, and that kind of sums it up. And, yeah. you know, we, we're joined here as well from, you know, people that are competing, people that are marshalling, people that are, uh, uh, have been watching it. And uh, even we've got, we've got one of the uh, Castle Coombe faithfuls that we've already had on the show, Rob Jones, saying, evening chaps, looking forward to this one, no pressure. <laughs> and, of course, you mentioned commentating. We've even got Martin Bennett saying, evening, Bennett. Like, he's, he's joined in as well. And and that's the whole point is that it's such a following for for, for the two wheels, sure. and and I'm really intrigued when I was looking at the details. Thank you for sending that through. Of 
I mean, you you joined the committee of what was North Gloucestershire Motorcycle Club yeah. at the age of seventeen. Yeah, now, that, that's yeah. mad, really, because you've got to try and get people to listen to you. Yeah, no chance, absolutely no chance. And it was kind of you know this whippersnappers come along, you know. But I mean, you know, it, it was it kind of you know, it wasn't broken, you know. But it's you know, young blood is always you know good, bad, indifferent, whatever. But um, but I think the other thing is in the very early days as well, I took, you know, quite a few of my mates came along as well. So all of a sudden you had you know you had quite a few sort of the younger generation underpinning really and that's what you need to be doing all the time looking to underpin what you've got at the moment you know it might be great at the moment but i need to look you, you really want one eye on the future and what the heck is going to happen you know i'm not gonna last forever you know and, and you know neither the rest of our board you know at the moment so what what and who next and very much in those days you know i sort of joined at a young age and had some you know fresh ideas and stuff and of course youth and a bit of fitness and strength you know packing that arctic lorry on a sunday night for goodness sake you know I'm sure some of my ailments these days are due to that, but that was, really, <laughs> that was very hard work. Hanging off the back of flatbed trailers, putting cones out about 50 mile an hour. Can you imagine that? It's fantastic. Was it, was it, was it, you, was it you or Rob or someone was telling me about all the, uh, you were short cones and you took a load off the M4 is that, or M5. Is that a true story? Or? <laughs> deny it. Deny it all, Steve. Deny it all. Yeah. It's a long time. Highways agency won't be listening. Don't worry. No, that's right. Yeah. So every, we, we only took every other cone, so it didn't actually affect the roadworks as such. <laughs> <laughs> the integrity of the roadwork stayed in place, but yeah, we got kind of short cones. People run them; these sidecars run them over, you know. So you've got to get some fresh yeah. cones from somewhere, you know. But um, no, that, that yeah, was I responsible for that? On there have been no, I probably wasn't. No, I was hanging on there. Well, blame but, Rob um, Jones if and yeah, Rob Jones, always. Yeah, Rob yeah. will be listening. He'll take the blame. That's fine. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, I, yeah, le learned to drive an Arctic lorry at about twelve years old. You know, just around yeah. an airfield, dropping cones out the back. You know, it was fantastic. But yeah, just good times. And, 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 and you've been riding bikes yourself since you were 10 as well. So it's, yeah. we're talking about the organisation point, but you rode them as well. Yeah, so uh, Dad came home with a with, with a, a Honda SS90, which was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, I've, I've been actually trying to find one recently, sort of looking through eBay and stuff, you know. And, um, can I find one? I really can't. But it was a Honda SS90. So it wasn't a step through. It was a you know proper sort of shaped bike, if you like. And yeah, we, we sort of worked with the local farmers and stuff you know so out we went in, in the field at the back of the house lived out in the countryside in the sticks then and uh, a wonderful environment and um, yeah just rode round and round and round and round and then went the other way round and round and round <laughs> just just all summer long you know just great stuff yeah very young age and then as soon as i could have passed my test and i've had sort of bikes ever since you know the current one is a honda uh, cb 600 hornet which is a project which is now it just needs an MOT, then it's away. So I'll probably sell it and <laughs> get another one. Uh, so pro it's many projects at the moment. I just, just haven't got time to ride. And obviously with the girls as well, you know, it's it's not a priority to sort of go out and mm. scratch around the lanes on, the, on Wednesday night any longer, you know. So um, but I still enjoy having a bike and playing about it, tinkering it, making it nice, blinging it, and then selling it. So on to the next one. But yeah, always a bike. Been up to Spain a few times, um, you know, with, with various bikes on various track days. Um, but uh, yeah, I've done some instructing the things for ACU, you know, um, as Rob does. So that's, you know, I've got a license to do that. So, sort of, you know, we've been around with some track days and some test days and bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, very good, very good. Not actually raced, unfortunately, but no, I was about to ask that is that yeah. it looked like there was a big hole there that you haven't actually yeah. raced. And I wondered if that was the case. Yeah, probably the biggest regret. But I think because I was kind of, I kind of not inherited, but I was sort of born into the organizational sort of operational side from a very young age. I kind of went because you sort of got through the ranks on that side 
you know, the opportunity to race really hasn't sort of fallen right. And the other thing is, um, you know, certainly working in the, in the old days of Heat Super Cup and the national staff. And, um, you know, when, as soon as I was 16, 17, we used to, as a gang of us, used to ride around all the different clubs, all the different circuits. Every Sunday, you know, Mallory, Darlingmore, Donington, goodness knows. Um, we used to marshal virtually every weekend, just a little gang of us. It was just fantastic. Of course, in those days, the club events were really one-day one day meetings, unlike these days. So you just got up early, got on the bike, and off you went, you know, and went to Mallory and tried to beat the record to get from Gloucester to Mallory and 55 minutes is the record. Um, back roads, that is, back roads. Um, yeah, you know, so did a lot of, awful lot of riding myself on the roads, putting, uh, putting my mum's heart in her mouth, bless her all, every time, you know. Um, so, did, yeah, did a lot, of, a lot of riding, but never really sort of, you know, I've sort of really wanted to race you know but never really did it was just too involved behind the scenes let's yeah. say from marshalling right up through you know into you know the club stuff um and then obviously into superbike and things it just wasn't the time for a start uh, and also i've kind of been on the on the receiving end of an awful lot of crashes you know right in front of me yeah. to all the market marshalling i've done you know um and, and now it's quite a buzz you know marshals do that that's, that's the thrill of the you know that is the thrill of the match sometimes you know, the, the action you're right front line to these incidents you know um, but for me, to have an incident is flipping life-changing. I need three weeks off work. Um, you know, even if it's just a gentle slide-off, I want a long time yeah. off work. You know, a lot of people to know about it. <laughs> it's life-changing. It's not a wimp, you know. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, to the, these days, you know, if someone's got a crash to the bike, to me, that's that's their pride and joy. You know, mm. probably hurt. I'll probably remember it for the rest of their life, that, that mm. sort of 10-second moment. Um, and having bikes myself and sort of, you know, done them up, it's just... It's, too much pain now, sort of seeing that, that damage almost, you know. So, yeah, racing's, racing's kind of gone. The boat sailed, so to speak. Do you, do you think that, it, you know, not racing affects what you do? Do you think that changes what you've done in, in a particular way? Because obviously, you know, I guess some people come through the racing uh, background to where you are, but you haven't. Do you, does, that, does that bother you? Does it affect anything? Yeah, I'm certainly mindful that, you know, that the opinion of a racer is very important. Um, now, now, riders will say you need a riders' representative on the on the committee on the board, and I, I, I totally agree with that. But um, and this this one sort of comes up quite regularly. A, a riders' representative, um, you know, for the, for the 250 GP championship that we run, um, will, will have completely different opinions to a riders' representative in the Phoenix Open championship, you know, which is you know, primarily you know the bigger bikes, 600,000 cc bikes. So we we would all of a sudden then to get equality across the board for every class. 10 riders representatives, you know, so mm. uh, yeah, there's, there's, it's not a regret, but I'm very mindful, I think. It's always in the back of my mind that, you know, a, a rider's opinion of, of things, you know, of the structure of the day and, you know, what we're doing it is extremely important, you know, it's, it's, it's as important as my opinion. Um, so it's kind of mindful of that, and, you, and I do tap into riders, there's, you know, there's a lot of riders will you know, back me up on that, and I do sort of, you know, ring them, speak to them on the day, you know, we've got this situation, you know, um, and there's no one better than the frontline guys who are out there, you know, experiencing that situation. Um, it could be weather related, but you know, that's probably the, the main one. Um, so you, you ask the riders, you know, we're, we're all in this together. We've all got to work Monday morning. Um, and those guys are, you know, are, are sort of you know, the highest risk riding around. So ask their opinion and take them on board. And it might not be that we take that advice, you know, but that, that side of the story, that opinion is, is actually crucial to us. Yeah. And I think that, I think that openness, it is perhaps what you know, I, I think a lot of the riders recognise that they, they know that you know we've got their you know, we, we've always got their you know their best um, their welfare at heart if you like you know mm. absolutely you've got to have you've just got to have and I think a lot of the riders know that 
it, it sounds it really good to me is the fact that you 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 take their 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 experience their views their whatever on board but you're not allowing the tail to wag the dog yeah exactly yeah yeah that's right it, it does you know you, you do need almost hierarchy if you like you know i'm not saying i'm yeah. talking about any chain or any food chain or whatever but um there, there has to be a hierarchy you know that there, there is at the end of the day as a clerk of the court you're ultimately responsible for the event um, and the venue so you know whatever decision you make you you, you stand by that decision you know through, mm. through whether it goes right or wrong um and you've got to remember if it goes wrong you still stand by that decision so um yeah but but that opinion from the riders is is, is actually crucial in coming to your ultimate you know your, your final decision if you like as to what you're going to do um so yeah we're, we're very we're very sort of pleased to be open the doors open with race mm. control i sort of say to people look you know come out if it you know if, there, if there's goodness knows what flying around a room you know the, the air is blue with bad language that would be audrey where by the way my uh, the person who does all the race recording for me audrey that'll be her language not mine i hasten to her uh, but if the air is blue then just sort of you know take yourselves back out but mm. um you know the, the doors open kind of thing and we, we we welcome riders seeing you know that side of the story so you kind of get what goes on behind the scenes mm. you know and that might explain a few things from the riders point of view um they sort of you know might sort of think well why are they doing it that way well actually just kind of a quick look and you'll probably work it out for yourself why we're doing things that way yeah. you know and why you know, i'm getting all upset over the pa to say get yourself an assembly now um because you just haven't got the time to sort of hang around you know the, the, the clock is ticking yeah. every minute counts that clock is is your enemy on race day it really is from the second you go live um to, to, to when the checker flag drops you know on that final race of the day uh, the, the, the clock is the clock dominates that day and Every, Tom, I, Tom, I think you and I have even talked about this in the past. Going, uh, you know, the 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 way that you guys, Steve, just keep this thing moving with so many people, so many bikes, so many yeah. races, such big grids, such tight schedules, and yet Tom and I have said many times, bang, 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 was, bang. It's yeah, amazing. I was just going to say because we get moaned at every time people saying. Uh, oh, is there a time zone? So here's a time. No, no, no. We need to know what time each race starts and what time. And because they're used to the car racing, you know, this is the time it starts, and it's a 20 yeah. minute or 15 minute lap, whatever, and this is the next one. And you guys don't do any of that, do you? And it confuses people. Yeah. And, and yeah. I it's, it's so it must be quite tricky, you know, trying, like you're saying, uh, you know, trying to gauge that when you can't turn around and say, right, your grid starts at this time. Uh, yeah, sure. just the, when it all goes to shit, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem is if you set a timetable and actually the wind is behind you and everyone stays on um, and, you know, we've kind of got the flow because you get into a rhythm throughout the day. You, you know, if, if things if kind of, you know, everything's behaving itself, um, you know, people are getting to the assembly area, you know, you're, you're touching wood, you know, the crashes are sort of, you know, manageable, you know, and we're not stopping stuff. You can actually get ahead of time. You can actually get ahead of the schedule. So. You know, we, we've always got a, um, an unofficial timetable in the background that's on my desk, it's on the timekeeper's desk, so we know where we should be in a day. Yeah. We don't manage that because, you know, if the Phoenix Open, for example, is set to go at 11.20, but actually we're ready at 11 o'clock, half the Phoenix Open um, guys won't be ready, so they'll miss their race. And what you don't want is for us to hang around for 20 minutes yeah. for the next race because the crowd then will be on our case, will be on your case. Mm. Um, you know, right the, what's the delay while we're all sat around? Finish it for occasionally get really a really smooth days you know when mm. nothing goes wrong you've got to factor in the stoppages you have to factor mm. yeah stoppages into your time table you can't go right every race is going to take 20 minutes therefore we finish at 20 past four mm. you can't mm. do that you have to factor in stoppages um, and mm. just general uh, delays and stuff so um 
but yeah, we, we don't miss your timetable on purpose. So if we're, if we're having a good day, we just keep going, keep going. Yeah. Yep. Probably will get that stoppage where you just want to lose it all in a click, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then you're fighting, then you're fighting a curfew. Every stick has got a curfew. So you, you have to stop by six, six thirty, you know, yeah. at Anglesey is you get an eight hour window at Anglesey, so you can race on nine from nine till five or ten till six. It's a, it's a window. Mm. It's up to you what you do with that, you know, that, that sort of window if you like. Um, so yeah, we have to finish at five. Mm. And even at Anglesey, people say we could have given us all another five laps, you know, we finished at five o'clock. Well, that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, no, and, and it's interesting, you know, I, I said, I think coming just coming back to that, I mean, you know, you sit quite calmly, but when bike incidents, I'm not saying car incidents, but bike incidents, they really can uh, happen in, in, in just in a blink of the eye, can't they? And, and a lot of people and a lot more people can be involved in them, can't they? Because obviously they pile yeah. up and then and then, um, you know, the, the resource that that takes. Yeah, you know, it does doesn't it zaps everything up, doesn't it? It does. Zaps up everything up. It, it does. Yeah, it, it does. Um, you know, obviously the dynamics are totally different, you know, a bike with bike incidents to car incidents, you know, um, so all bike incidents, yeah, you definitely need, you know, intervention from our officials, um, you know, from marshals, um, they do need to go out and assist, obviously they've got to pick the bike up, you know, and make uh, sure the rider for safety. As I mentioned yeah. earlier, he's, you know, he, she is just potentially just a life changing moment, you know, yeah. even if they've jumped up straight away, they're going to remember that moment for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. So you really want to sort of, you know, you want to be, you know, touching the riders and you see a lot of that on TV and stuff, you know, I need a club level BSB, you know, don't touch the riders. They're okay and if they're up, just leave them alone. They're going to be reasonably upset with you, you know, with life. You know, they've just affected their championship, they've just destroyed their pride and joy. If it's private, if it's their own bike, um, if they're racing for a team, a factory team or whatever, they probably just upset the boss. Yeah. Um, if, if his initials are PB, you really don't want to be doing that, you know. Um, so, you know, you don't want to be touching the riders, but you do need to be out there and ushering them to safety mm. because, you know, um, so that's the first thing. So you're sort of talking two, three, four marshals mm. to, you know, to go out to, to, to an incident. That's if the rider gets up. And obviously if he doesn't, then yeah, we, we've got a pretty a pretty regimented um, mm. protocol that we just swings into action. You've probably seen it, Tom. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, yeah, you stop it as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Um, Bear in mind if you if you put the red lights on, put the red flags out, and you stop a race, that that next 15 seconds is potentially the most dangerous 15 seconds because some people are going to see the red flags and some aren't. Mm. Um, they're going to see the red flags and the stoppage at different stages. Mm. You, you're still going to have riders at different points of the track. So you're going to have, still going to have riders and machines coming up on the incident. You know when you've got marshals, you know out trackside and stuff. So that sort of you know until you've gathered complete control of of the mm. bikes that are sort of you know slowing down and, and coming to a stop or coming back into pit lane or back to the grid, you know, whatever. Um that 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 little pinch point there is absolutely crucial. So mm. you're only you're only putting cars out, you know, medic cars and obviously priority is to get a doctor on scene. Um but you, you just don't want to be doing that very, very you know too quickly because you've yeah. all of a sudden you've got a different problem and a bigger problem if you start but it's in that knock on effect, isn't it? Like you said the timetable, is it that yeah. huge knock on knock on effect, isn't it? Of- That's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's, there's, without too many examples, but you know, we had it was at uh, Thruxton. We had quite quite a big cycle crash, and we, we stopped it. Um, and then because, as I say, one crew was slipstream, another crew coming up the hill towards the grandstands, towards the club chicane. We had an even bigger crash because the front crew saw the red flags at the at the grandstand at the chicane. But obviously, the crew in their slipstream didn't see any flags at all. So, whilst we had the initial crash that we stopped the incident for, all of a sudden we've got a much bigger situation the other side yeah. of the track. And then it's then you've got to divide resources. You've got to scramble yeah. to the initial scene and then to the secondary, 
Um, you know, and there's so you've got to gather control. And where are all these bikes that are still moving? You've got to get got to get a hold of them. They've got to know what's yeah. going on. Um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a blink of an eye, you need to know where you are in the race. Is it a restart? Is it a result? Can you get a result? So do I want bikes back to the grid, back into pit lane, or just back to the paddock? It's the race, race result. So you have to whip all this out within kind of a very, very narrow window. Um, otherwise, confusion reigns, you know. And it's mm. and obviously, you know, situations we say can just heighten so quickly. It's phenomenal. It's, it's scary. And then, yeah, you've got your, you've sort of got your phased approach. That obviously, the doctor's fast responses first. Um, and then probably, you know, an ambulance perhaps is second. Um, or, or if it needs, you know, more ambulances, that, you know, more ambulances. And then obviously then your, your, your recovery trucks and things need to go out to scene as well. So you, you then need to sort of throw everything you need, you need to at the incident. But again, in a very structured manner, the timing is crucial. So, yeah, and that, that's when uh, it's interesting. That's when the grey hair just sort of comes through visibly. And of course, we've then got uh, great to see. We got uh, our other commentator, uh, Russell Gardner. He's saying that he and Martin can fill the gaps, and that's the <laughs> thing. Is I, don't know that's a, great... I don't know. Is that a good thing, though? I, 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 I don't mind piping in saying that, Steve, so just to save you. But Russell's, Russell does a lot more than just um, the commentator, doesn't he? For you, he does a lot yeah. of PR and stuff as well. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's right. I'm press officer for many, many years. Go on, rest. Tell us, yeah. 40, 50, 60 years rest. Go on. No, uh, I'm joking. <laughs> Because um, yeah. he's not that old. Yeah, that's right. I was a cheap shot as well, Rest. I've got to get you back. But no, it's, um, um, yeah, Rest does, you know, he does our sort of media, a lot of you know, the event write-ups, gets an art there, you know. Um, you can always, you know, we always need more, you know, in that, in that respect. But obviously, we all, we've all got day jobs, you know, we all go to work on a Monday morning, um, you know, same for myself. So, you know, Rest is exactly the same. But yeah, it's uh, Rest has been around uh, for a, an awful long time, back to those first days as well, same as myself. Um, and obviously, his mum and dad, you know, Jerry and Edna, lovely Jerry and Edna Gardner, they were involved um, from the outset, and uh, you know, they sort of run the race office and many other things. Uh, so, again, been around from very, very, an awful lot of experience. The years of experience are tremendous. You know, all joking aside, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't, there's no substitute yeah. for that, that experience. So, yeah, tremendous. But that's a cheap shot, Russ, I'll get you back. <laughs> <laughs> all necessary. Right. Absolutely. Um going to quickly go through some of the comments that have been coming in just to make sure we've got them uh we've been having becky hill saying dilly dilly as well one of our orange army evening steve welcome to coom tv uh as has gerald uh howell bill earl says hi all various people are following our terrible rendition of happy birthday wishing them a happy birthday which uh unsurprisingly with the uh, the the college David Cameron says how much alcohol has been consumed Not with enough, that yeah. when we're sober, mate. That's the problem. That's it, yeah. All important though. No, no, says, Thanks, boys. Uh, we're going far and wide. We've got uh, Angela Fox saying hi from Yorkshire. Foxy, yeah, no Foxy's from work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not sure about this. Stuart Higgs says, come on, Mr. Bostock, you know the deal. <laughs> oh, Mr. BSB, isn't it? Yes, yes. I thought I thought Higgs would drop in. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to come on to BSB in a minute, but I just want to catch up with these comments and everything. Loads of people saying uh, good evening. Oh, the furthest one today, though, is we got Jackie uh, Krugman Moore. I'm here all the way from Florida Keys, oh, USA. Wow. upset somebody. Thank you for that, Jackie. What a wonderful yeah. Place. That's where I proposed to my wife. That's how you get, that's oh, how you get uh, to dine out on that one. You can never go wrong after that. Um, Oh, look at this. We've even got uh, Swamp Thing uh, last weekend's yeah. guest, Evening from the Swamp. He's tuned in to watch you as well. Uh, I'm going to put this up just to put uh, so that we can just answer it. Richard Yeo saying, are we able to attend the Motorcycle Grand National this year in camp? 
no idea at the moment unfortunately no, richard no, it's uh, yeah it, all, all out of the circuits control ng's control everything until we see things develop there's rumors that we could have it coming in mm. within the next few months we just do not know so watch this space sorry richard um many people wishing him a happy birthday as well uh, oh, yeah. And of course, by the way, I forgot that is that uh, Emma's also said it was that Internet sensation Rob Jones's birthday on the same day as Emma. So were they, were they separated Rob? at birth? I mean, that's the question, isn't it? Could be. Could be. So uh, you never know. <laughs> so many people saying uh, uh, happy birthday. So that's good to see. Papa Pa's here as well. Good evening, gents. Uh, Tom, you're being reminded that it's before 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> uh and uh, matt Parr as well good evening tim perry uh emma strawford again saying about the ng family um tony dixon from swamp thing saying i went to uh Kieville to watch motorbikes i remember a big jump in surface levels due to resurfacing yeah that's right yeah the jump <laughs> you yeah. remember that well Crazy. Uh, yeah. oh ng road racing are watching themselves uh thumping stakes in never hurt anyone <laughs> oh yes it did you tell my back last yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah hundreds of stakes yeah just just we had one of these big big iron thumpers one person on either side and you know give it give it four good thumps per stake that was hundreds of stakes yeah on friday and saturday yeah and that, that, and that was a spectator flex i was a spectator wrote that the you know, the crowds stood behind and they were big crowds as well really big crowds but my life we were fit in those days here's a butcher's dog but not anymore i tell you yeah, <laughs> you're just good at uh, delegating now. Um, Chris Pearson has uh, said, I think my uncle, it should come up. I'm not sure what's happening. It should replace that one in a minute. I think my uncle, Steve Lewis, and my stepdad, Mac McIntosh, used to race in NG uh, Motor Club uh, RD350s, if I remember correctly. Wow. So yeah, there you brilliant. go. Yeah. Bringing back the memories. And talking about memories, as if on cue, Diana Brown said, old airfields bring back memories, always well-organized and friendly. And that's what you'll have been going for, surely. Yeah, it's, you know, even then it was, I say, you know, a real family event, you know, organized by you know, families, you know, um, and the whole family was welcome. And that's really what we say today as well. You know, it, we really want to be the, the friendly fair um, and, and all families are welcome. We've got to riders who've raced with us for a long time. You know, and their siblings have come through racing with us as well. Now, so that's tremendous. They're sort of staying with us. You know? So they've been here for you know, for the long time, and we thank them as well. They're, they're kind of our customers, and we recognise that. You know, in, in I think you know it's fair to stay in the good old days. You know, those damn riders are a pain. You know, but actually these days it's totally turned around. You know, without the riders, we just don't go racing. It's as simple as that. Um, you, you know, but. You're right. Sorry, as I say, you're right with the family thing with NG because I remember we were doing a track, track inspection a couple of years ago. And I think it was me, you, and we'll talk about a bit more about the ACU and Paul King and Graham and everyone. We're walking around the layers and walking around the track, and these kids are barreling around on their bikes from 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 nowhere. So it was a lovely evening, obviously. And we're just doing this track inspection. They come bowling up to poor old Nino. And they're like yabbering on a bit him like that or something. Yeah. And, they were, they very, and he's like, "All right, okay," and then they disappeared <laughs> off. Someone, we carried on walking around. And someone comes barreling up to us saying. Has anyone seen so and so? And they're like, well, they passed us about half an hour ago. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was brilliant. Everyone just then sort of jumped in, didn't they? It was great. And everyone yeah. knew everyone. It was really great. It was just lovely. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really nice. It's it uh, good uh, to see you guys. It's good. I think that's why Cocoon works so much so well for us because it's kind of our old stomping ground. You know, a lot of our mm. iron airfields were in Wiltshire, you know, yeah. um, and that's sort of Wessex Centre, AC, Wessex Centre, Southern Centre. 
So you know the, the, the faces you see when I'm at Coombe, unfortunately I'm locked in the you know in the uh, the, the race control up on the second floor, so I can't really see a lot of these people. But the guys walking past, you think, oh, I recognise that face from many yeah, years yeah. ago. It's it's fantastic. You know, a lot of the guys you know afterwards say, oh, I saw so and so today. Not seen him since Kievan or whatever. You know, and it's it really is brilliant, and it's it's very much it's the geography it's because it's our old stomping ground. Well, you um, raced at Cologne, didn't you? You raced at Cologne, yeah. which is quite a while, didn't you? And it's literally, and that was uh, yeah. late 90s, early 2000s, maybe you stopped. Yeah, we did a lot of racing at Cologne. Yeah, it was, it was one of my favourites, Cologne. I used to really like that track. And Rorton, of course, Swindon, that was another yeah. good track as well. There's a couple of couple of different tracks we used at both of those venues. Um, but yeah, Cologne, Rorton, certainly Kievel, you know, they, they were probably the bigger ones, you know. Um, but there's was, there was a number of other you know, airfields as well. Um, Chivener in, in North Devon. Mm. Um, and at Barnstable, my life, it did it rain. And they, they used to put sort of a grit on the runway to make the aircraft grip when they first touched down, when they landed. They sort of spring like a fine grit on the tarmac mm. for the main runways. And of course, by the end of the weekend, this grit basically formed a berm around the outside of the corners. And it was just horrendous. It really <laughs> was horrendous. Never again, but, um, but great fun. Absolutely great fun. And the barbecue on the Saturday night there overlooking the estuary, you know, at Barnstable, it was, you know, it was just fantastic. And the, Gammon six, I'll never forget that. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that change because of safety. Because I think just thinking now, you know, of all the, you know, uh, of all the safety stuff that we've had to put in, and obviously a lot of the circuits now. So is that is that a reason? One of the main reasons that you don't race at those places anymore? Yeah, I I think my back, as I said, you know, it won't won't (laughs) handle all those stakes and straw bales and stuff anymore. But yeah, definitely things have changed. Um, You you know, um, where there's blame, there's a claim, and all that sort of good stuff. You know, you really want to be on a track that's, you know. And it, it's got sort of permanent furniture, in, you know, uh, in place. Um, you know, so we, we kind of, you know, arrived at the, the track is already presented, ready for racing. You know, we make sure it's all in place and things. Obviously, Tom went very heavily involved with Coombe, you know, on that side. Um, uh, and, yeah, kind of, you know, let, let's just turn up at a ready main venue. You know, everything's in place, all your facilities, services, and the track itself. Um, and that, that's, yeah, kind of the only way to go. I'll get shot down for saying that because... There's a lot of people saying, go on, go and find all those bales, let's do it again, you know. But there's no way. There's, you know, the, the characters and no. the speeds, the speeds are, are oh, massive. Yeah. You know, out of the crate, these bikes are doing 200 mile an hour. Well, not not with a rope protecting the paying public. You know, it's, no, it's just no, it's, it's it's... not anymore. So the dynamics have changed. You know, just just the dynamics of crashes have changed, you know. Um, uh, I'm not saying it was any, any lesser in those days, you know, but um, no, no. everything's changed. And as I say, you know, the... the you know, you, you've really got to be very, very careful these what you're doing and what, what you don't do, you know. Um, well, so. It's like you said, the bike technology's moved on, isn't it? Because, I mean, predominantly you're a, you know, you're a more of a modern, and we've had this conversation before, you know, you're more of a modern race club, aren't you? I mean, the, most of the bikes yeah. now are very much. So uh, is that something that's always been, you know, even you know, 30, 40 years ago, it was modern bikes and it's it, always been seen as a bit more of a modern club or has it just transgressed into that recently? Yeah, and certainly in the early days, we had, we had we had various classic championships in the early days. Um, so you know, we, we've we've always tried to you know keep variety in the, in the of, of championships, if you like, in all the categories. Uh, we, we like you sort of look at our, the amount of categories, and there's you know, there's a couple you know, comments, and there's too many almost. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if we've got an audience out there with with this style of bike, we want to try and give them, you know, we want to facilitate a race for them or a championship for them. So we're trying to try and be as flexible as possible, just to allow you know. To try and stop people going out there and buying, you know, a twenty-five thousand pound superbike out of a crate, you know, is there something else a bit more quirky? Perhaps you can race. So yeah. we've got some championships, you know, that that's, um, that are in there purely because we know there's a few of these bikes out there. You know, people do want to actually race them. So we, we try and keep even though they're smaller numbers, 
you can put them into something else if they gel well you know, with another championship, same sort of speeds, same perhaps you know character uh, uh, cornering characteristics. Then yeah, there's no reason why they can't you know be, be, be merged with other championships. So very mindful of that, um, and it's kind of we, we look at it every single year. We, we have the same meeting every year, committee, you know, a board meeting, where we sort of say right, what should we do with all the championships? And actually, we don't tweak it that much at all. We've got a couple of you know, new ideas at the moment, um, but certainly with our you know, with with the sort of um, there's, there's a couple of championships that we've got in the, the, the Ducati Desmo Dues. They're tremendous, you know. They're mm. obviously just Ducatis. You know, some of the you know that's Ducati monsters and the older stuff is there. So, and that that's a very well supported club through Ken Ellis, yeah. who's been with us for many years. Um, you know, and Kev does a great job there, and they're a really welcome addition to the club. Um, and the Formula Pro Stocks, you know, more recently with Keith Chambers there, you know, and, and the, the Suzuki Bandits, you know, they have been fantastic. They've been an amazing addition to the club, to the championship lineup. Um, uh, and um, Keith runs, you know, it's a slightly separate club, but they did all their racing with us, and we're very proud mm. of that. It, it, it's, a, it's a great partnership. Um, you know, and some of their championship frogs in that, that you know, slightly older bike, you know, post-classic um, superbikes. Um, the Suzuki Bandit's obviously not made anymore, so that's, you know, slightly older, um, slightly older bikes. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so we, we still cater for sort of, not classic anymore, but certainly yeah. post-classic. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some, some, some great classes. Under 250 National Championship, we're very proud of that. Um, you know, that that's obviously, you know, that, that they've stopped running the 250 Grand Prix stuff at world level now. Mm. Uh, and uh, But we sort of picked it up. It was, it was kind of on its knees. I think it's fair to say it was on its knees when the ACU ran it. Uh, and I was in an ACU road race committee meeting one day and they sort of said, look, you know, this is kind of dying a death at them. So let's just get rid of it. Let's drop it. It's costing the ACU money through price funds and things. And I sort of said, look, you know, we're running. You know, give us give, give us the title, you know, the national title. Um, you know, give us a little bit of funding, you know, end of year prize money and that sort of stuff. And we'll run it. We'll pick it up. And the first year when we picked it up, this is over 10 years ago, the first year we picked it up, then we had some of 92 riders registered to it. Um, and it was phenomenal, you know. Yeah, I think the biggest meeting they had was probably Snetterton that first or second year. And we had reserves, you know, with people didn't race because it was too many on the grid, you know. That's 250 yeah. Grand Prix bikes, just absolutely great. So we, we've got a couple of little niche championships that really work for us. Yeah. So we're, we're not kind of running the mill new stuff, you know, modern stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, because you can sort of watch, you know, 1,000cc, 600cc modern stuff go past all day. Um, and so we, we've got some nice, you know, nice niche stuff that's unique to NG. That's what keeps mm. us strong. You know, that's a lot of interest there, and some guests, some really interesting guest classes as well have been on there. So, very proud of that, and very proud to sort of protect those guest classes, if you like. You know, and I say, you know, Kev Ellis at the Desmond Dews and, and Keith Chambers at the Formula Postdocs do a fantastic job. You know, they, they've sort of done a lot of the background work, so these guys just sort of enter and race with us and just give them yeah. time. Really. Just turn up, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great, and it, but it's it's just gives variety. It's a lot of variety out there, you know, for, for different spectators. And do, do, you, do you sort of have a favourite? I mean, is it, you know, obviously, you know, going through the over the, you know, well, you're over 40 years involvement, do you sort of have a favourite? You know, is there something that you still sticks in your mind or you'd like to add to the stable? No, I think uh, uh, two strokes have always been, I've had most of the 250 RC range personally, so on the road, you know, uh, a lot of the RCs and things, so liquid cool, you know, two strokes. Um, so the opportunity to sort of take on the 250 National Championship, you know, the Grand Prix two strokes mm -hmm. is absolutely tremendous. And that's why I kind of bit the ACU's arm off at the elbow. Mm. So God, yeah, we'll do that. You know, we'll we'll kind of rip up the rule book because there's a lot of regulations. You know, they must you know had um, um, manufacturer support for tires. You know, that there's control fuel and they had to buy you know x amount of fuel per round. Mm. Um, 
Um, so the, the cost was tremendous and the rule book was huge. I said, we'll ripple that up. I can do the rules on one eighth sheet of paper. Um, and that's basically, there's no limit on testing. There's no control tires, although they've done lots of supporters, you know, through, through discounts mm. um, and obviously through, you know, uh, um, spot prizes and things over the years. So there's some, some funding coming in from Dunlop, but no, the, the, the 252 stroke, 250 Grand Prix really is close to my heart yeah. um, because, because we made such a good job of it, you know, yeah. uh, when we took over from the ECU, uh, it was on its knees. They couldn't, they couldn't sort of agree what to do with it. So we said, yeah, we'll do it. And it's, it's, it's still working to these days. And we've got some yeah. great riders coming through. Um, you know, and there's bikes that, unfortunately, with the 250 Grand Prix stuff, it's, they're becoming sort of collector's items. The price is going up. Mm. So if a collector gets hold of them, they, they sort of tend just to be paraded and not raced. So yeah, not, yeah, that's, yeah. it's kind of turned, you know, to not just, you know, being raced anymore, but they're, they're sort of being a, a furloughed, if you like, yeah. um, <laughs> and sort of in, in glass cases in living rooms and things. It's yeah. not for a typically Grand Prix bike. But no, I really, really, really enjoy that chat. We would say, I mean, this is the thing. Isn't it? I mean, do you think that's something that will affect you know you over the coming years or, or classic, but in classic, but I mean, people buying stuff as um, you know. I, I know it's always great, you know. We say the, the chap last year, I can never remember his name. It was Steve Preston. You know, he bought the Barry Sheen bikes down, and bought a Steve's old bikes down, and there was somebody who bought one of Foggy's bikes, down. and it's absolutely it's amazing. And don't get me wrong, those those bikes are, are you know are, are um, you know, worth a lot of money because of, of where they've been but there's a lot of like you say there's other bikes that maybe haven't had that category of rider but are still unique and very rare aren't they so do you think that will have a, a significant change on your grids yeah i think certainly with these sort of niche classes certainly the Timothy mm. grand prix yeah, and even one two five that'll go the same way because obviously with one two five is now sort of you know is, is, is kind of fading away to you know, moto three and moto star mm. um, so one two five is going the same kind of way really but some of the two fifties yeah they're increasing in price uh, and, you know, they're not sort of coming out, you know, there's a lot of bikes out there still, but they've, they've very much been snapped up by collectors. Mm. But, I mean, I don't think so. If, if I mean, for example, the Bandits, that's, that's probably a good example. They're quite, you know, they're, they were, they're, they've stopped being manufactured by Suzuki many years ago, but we've kind of found a championship championship for them. And mm. they're still going strong. It's a very, very cheap way of getting into bike racing. Mm. It's great fun. I mean, similar racing over the last couple of years. You know, um, absolute head cases. You can't do that with the Suzuki Bandit 600. You can't do it. But these guys are doing it every round. You know, the racing has been phenomenal. Um, so I think there's, I think, you no, know, for, for some sort of categories, the four stroke categories, if you like, you know, mm. there'll probably always be somewhere for them to run, you know, classic mm. superbike series. Um, you, you know, um, but, but probably the two strokes are a little bit more, a bit more kind of niche now, you know, and collectors mm. are stuck at the two strokes, I think. Yeah. So, I don't think it'll affect us too much. You know, there's mm. new stuff now that creates all the time, new technology. You know, I mean, the, the technology now comes from MotoGP right down to club racing. You know, it's, it's you know, you can write something that resembles, you know, from the very, the very top end, you know, at a club race. Um, so, it, you know, it's, the, the, the new stuff is you know, plentiful, but probably two strokes is the biggest concern. And we'll kind of see how it goes. You know, when there's too few, you know, that, that's when we'll stop it. Um, but at the moment, there's enough. So it's, it's still a feature. Um, as long as it's a feature and there's enough out there, we'll keep going. I think Chris is probably going to ask you about uh, BSB, but I just think the MotoGP side, is that something that, you know, that um, is, is that somewhere you would see yourself running or have you been involved in MotoGP? What's your sort of thoughts on that? Yeah, no, no I won't not get involved in running. I was certainly involved, you know, um, as far as marshalling is concerned for many, mm. many MotoGP, you know, sort of you know, frontline marshalling as well, you know, instant officer, not just back in the good old days at Silverstone, you know, uh, being in the observer's box, but you know, going right through to having some pretty hairy corners. Um, you know, Craner Curves, for example, you know, sort of running places mm. like Craner at Donington for many years um, for, for Stuart Higgs and his ops team. 
Uh, and yeah, for, in a couple of years, I worked with Stuart in Race Control at MotoGP as well, which was Silverstone. Um, so that was, that was you know, a, a real eye-opener. You sort of get to see you know, a, a real scope of what the heck goes on at that level. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's very, very interesting. But no, probably not for myself. Um, my, my family are very much my priority now, my girls, mm. you know, uh, next million sale, you know, they're 100% my priority. Um, so there kind of isn't, just isn't the space, just isn't the room mm. to go, you know, to go sort of, you know, working at even BSB, you know, um, and certainly MotoGP and anything like that, that sort of level, that's a massive commitment, that's all around the world. Um, you know, but I mean, you know, sort of stewarding every now and then would be, you know, kind of nice, but you can't sort of pick and choose the ones you want to do, you know, you, you drop into a rotor almost to, you know, to be steward, but you know, I, I could get into the stewarding side, I guess, with the FIM club the course license, but, mm. um, you know, paddleboarding today and kayaking today is, you know, <laughs> I'll get as much of that yeah. to be quite honest. Yeah, times have changed. You know, it's, it's you know, I've bitten your arm off probably you know 15 years ago. Absolutely, you know. Mm. Um, and when I first got my FIM, uh, my FIM car, of course, license, I think I was 29, 30, something like that. I can't remember now. Um, but yeah, then you know, the, you know, crack on. How far can I go? You know, Phillip Island. But uh, uh, but yeah, when when the girls came along and the children came, that's you know, it's it's, it's very much to yeah. the heart. Is uh, and NG sort of you know sits in nicely sort of you know, behind that. It's, and that that's that's every weekend gone. That, that's it, you know, for the year. Because that was the key thing, wasn't it? Is that you got involved with BSB? That we'll go into more detail in a second. But uh, you stayed involved with NG even during all of that. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's it's just too much. I mentioned the word. Uh, I mentioned commitment. Um, and having stepped out um, of BSB, I mean, you know, they're all three day events. So you, you're talking about sort of taking Thursday afternoon and Friday off work for every round or as many rounds as you can. And again, it, it's kind of like a drug. It, it, you really get sucked into it, and it's a fan, It's just a huge circus, and it's a fantastic. If you're involved with it, it, is absolutely tremendous. It really is tremendous, and you're kind of front of missing around because you're front of missing something, you know. Um, and you kind of get, you know, you get your corner, you get your own corner and stuff, and that becomes your cookie, you know. Um, you sort of really get drawn into that. It was a great, it's a great environment. Great, that's a you know, great family, great ops team. Um, and Stuart runs a bro- I know he's watching, so I've got to say this. <laughs> he, he, the, the check is large, trust me. But no, um, the um, you know, Stuart's ops team is, is, is phenomenal, you know, and it's so professional. And a lot of that is really rubbed off in NG. You know, we, we've, we've been able to up our game tremendously, really because of, you know, the structure of BSB, if you like, you know, and, and then, mm. you, know, um, you know, the radio, the way we run our sort of radios and things, you know, the, the, the race channels and stuff, it's, it's, you know, it's really come out of BSB, to be quite honest, and that's why, you know, it sounds so good. Um, but no, BSB, NG, and the family, it, it just doesn't go together as far as I'm concerned. Mm. I know I've got a lot of friends, very good friends, very close friends, who've marshaled for many, many years, and they've watched their children grow up through a chain link debris fence. You know, they've been trackside marshalling, and that's great, that's their buzz. Um, you know, and, and I was, I was there. I was, I had that buzz. You know, everything went. Overalls on this. You know, it was, it was a real buzz. Just, just the unknown. What the heck is going to be thrown at you today? Just the unknown. Um, Literally. I, <laughs> absolutely. Physically, yeah. Just you yeah. know, uh, the places Higgs used to put me. My God, I'm going to sue him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, but, but a tremendous buzz. You know, and Sal got involved. You know, in helping Stuart race control as well. So, you know, we were very much both involved with it at a quite a good, quite a good level. You know, and. Um, but it, it doesn't all go together, you know. When the girls came along, mm-hmm. that was the absolute priority. So one had to go um, with, with with NG. It's, it's sort of it's kind of it's not my my cook, it's not my baby sort of thing. But I'm very much involved, you know, from a very early stage. You know, it's it's a very very you know small sort of central board, if you like, an you know, ops team, if you like. Um, 
there's only sort of five, six of us, you know, seven, eight of us, if you like, who are, you know, doing all the work behind the scenes. And I was very much one of them. Um, and so, yeah, I sort of sort of stuck out with BSB, uh, sorry, with, with NG. And it's obviously, with this, there's only sort of seven, eight, nine rounds as well, not sort of 12, 13, and then all the Mo mm. MotoGP World Superbike on top of BSB that that ops team, the Stuart's ops team runs. Um, so, yeah, I'm afraid one had to go, and it was BSB, which was, you know, it, it was, you know, sort of pulling away from it was really, really tough. But looking back in now, the commitment is massive. Mm. I can't I can't believe the commitment of those, the marshals, you know, they're doing it for the love of it. They get nothing for it. You know, they get absolutely nothing for it. Um, you, know, you, you get food and things, you know, but um, that really is it. There's no there's no, no payments going on or anything like that. You know, it's, it, it really is just the love of the sport. And, mm. you know, we, we sort of set off, goodness knows what, on Thursday to get to tracks, you know. Um, but did it because I absolutely loved it. It's not a complaint. It was a great time. Um, when the girls came along, it was you know, it was 100 percent the girls, and you know, an NG sort of sits in under that. And mm. as I said earlier, that, that's the year gone. You know, today mm. stand up paddleboarding and kayaking, and next week it'll be mountain biking and so on. You know, with, and with I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this: I don't, I don't, Stuart, I don't know Stuart um, really, and um, so I'll go out on a limb here with my marketing and PR helm. But we always say, um, so we don't have the BSB run at Keem, and we always say that you are our BSB um, at Keem, and, and and I think. You know what you guys do is a phenomenal event, and the yeah. quality of the racing. And it's not, I'm not knocking BSB anyways. Before he starts trying to see me or he emails Graham to say I'm going crazy, but you know what you, you know, the limitation of what we've got as a circuit. You know what you guys do, and we have to have a lot of BSB riders come through, haven't we? The younger ones yeah. have, have come. Some fantastic names, you know, some great, yeah. some great names yeah. as well. So I think you know it's a testimony of what you've obviously learned there and, and, and brought that into the NG. And a lot of your guys don't they? They go into a, a BSB as well, or like I say as well. So it must be something very you're proud of doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I said that the, you know, the, the wider team is still involved in it with BSB. You know, a lot of marshals. Mm. You know, and our, our you know, sort of central ops team, if you like, you know, still very involved, heavily involved with BSB. So, you know, it's not just me, you know, coming and going from BSB NG. It's 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 really most of the you know the, mm. certainly most of the marshals, um, the regular marshals, if you like, um, you know, and you know, a, a lot of the central um, ops team as well is still involved. They still go every weekend, you know. Mm. Um, so that that knowledge is still there. They're still still current, you know. Um, still keep in touch with BSB very much. So you know, and, and so. You know, if, if Stuart's you know short for whatever reason, or, or you know, needs some support for whatever reason, he knows that we'll step in. We did that, mm. you know, that with race control a couple of years ago. Probably saw Stuart's message earlier. There's definitely an undercurrent to that message, which I can't go into. It's before nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> it does involve sound work and race control. But um, so yeah, it's um, you, you know, but certainly no room in you know no room for BSB mm. you know, club you know, as involved with a big club, the only club, you know, and. You know, and you know the, the, the family as well you know so um but yes as i say a great a great great team and a lot of them still involved with bsp i'm, I'm going to uh, need to refer back to comments and questions because thank you guys and girls just loads of them coming in but i want to just raise one point it I, i'm going to admit something that will make me look really stupid now but i'm going to say it anyway is that it was only when we were having these conversations that i realized that ng stood for north gloucestershire because my involvement has been a bit more recent. And, and it's a compliment is that I just know you guys as NG and that's it. Uh, and apologies, I know I'm really silly with that one for a lot of you, I'm sure. But what I was going to say is that clearly that's not the wrong thing for me to think because you, somewhere along the line, you guys went, we need to stop being North Gloucestershire and, and have the effect of this local club 
to now be NG and it's worked. That's what I'm now complimenting yeah. is that somewhere yeah. along the line, you guys made that decision that went, yeah. NG is going to have a bigger, bigger yeah. look. Yeah. Well, it has, isn't it? It's got a huge when, when, when did huge that footprint. How did that happen? Can you share, divulge any of that with us? Yeah, sure. So North Russia Motorcycle Club, um, obviously we, we were um, affiliated to a centre. So the ACU was broken up into different centres. Um, and for example, Wiltshire, I'm take your testing now, but Wiltshire is, is the Wessex centre. And then below Wiltshire is something the Southern centre and so on. You know, so you've got a lot of centres. The ACU is broken up into a lot of centres. Um, and you become affiliated to that centre. And then the centre is sort of almost a middle management, if you like, um, of control. And then that sort of reports into the ACU. We then went non-territorial, so we, we didn't want to be affiliated to a centre because we wanted to go and race places like, you know, Donington Park, Cattle Park, you know, and all these wonderful tracks that, you know, that have been developed, you know, um, through different ownership and, and, and so on. So we actually, and that's when we kind of moved away from the airfields. Um, we didn't want to be sort of pinned geographically, if you like, to the, you know, to the southwest and the mm. south uh, and that Wessex centre. So we chose then, let's, let's just go NG road racing um, and kind of drop the, the Gloucestershire reference. And that took us non-territorial then, so we could basically race where we want and just report straight into the ACU. Uh, and that's that's really, that's why we made the change. And then we could, and as I say, then, you know, we, we can race where we want in the UK, basically, or wherever we want, you know. Um, and you, you hit the nail on the head, that's exactly why we made that change. But the, re the, the reference is still there, that's our roots, that's where we cut our teeth, so it's nice to have a little bit of reference. And I guess the only regret is that there's no kind of reference to, to motorcycle circuit racing in our title. Mm. So, you know, NG road racing could be cycling. So there's a little bit of a regret there, but we don't want to change again because it's now, it's kind of a brand name. Yeah, for like, yeah. you know, it's, it, you know, change is dangerous when you're sort of changing the, the top brand with the name. So I'm very, very mindful of that. We kind of don't want to change, you know, but yeah, there's, there's you know, now if I was changing the name for, for, for good reason, then we'd probably want to, want to be referencing, you know, circuit, motorcycle circuit racing. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's kind of, you know, that, that, that's the history as to you know, why we changed. Well, and it worked, you know, and, and I went out on a limb and I know I run I ran the risk of making myself look daft. But at the same time, I felt that it was a compliment to to the move that was clearly made for reasons. So few got away with that one. Just yeah, you got away with that, yeah. Right on the head. Uh, yeah. of, if, if you look at our membership database, it's still, it's still very much, um, uh, you know, there's still an awful lot of members from sort of South Wales, the Southwest, um, that sort of Western, cor that Southern Corridor. Um, and that's kind of what we wanted to move away from. We, we, need, we needed to sort of pick up members from up around Lincolnshire, Cattle Park, mm, you know, mm. um, you know, Kent for Brands Hatch and so on, you know, right across the other side of Pembroke, sorry, Wales for Pembroke. So you, you kind of, you know, the, the, the more sort of the sporadic the membership database looks, the better, because you're going to get support in those more remote you know, regions away from you know, the, the southwest. But I mean, looking at our, our entry levels, places like Cadwell, you know, which is up and across and up a bit more, then across a bit more than further up, you know, you get to Denmark yeah. and come back into Holland and you come back and you're there, you know? Yeah. That's what it feels like Gloucestershire anyway. But, um, yeah. 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 So, but, you know, we have some, there's some big meetings, some really great meetings out there, you know, fantastic meetings. And all the guys, as I said, from the Southwest, you know, the South support us, they just come all that way. And again, commitment is just massive. And I really respect that. Mm. We just don't take it for granted, you know, these people have, you know, given up two, two days, you know, holiday, two days pay if they're self employed, in a lot of cases. And, you know, this is riders. Um, you know, that, that's a that's a big old ask that is. You know, to follow us up there. We really respect that. We're very mindful of that. The support they give that. You know, they give the club. And Anglesey, you know, two hundred seventy miles door to door. And that's that's just a snip. You know, you know, these days. But you know, for me at my age, you know, when I've had a, the, the week I've just had it work. Um, you know, it's it's hard work. You know, and, and, I've, mm. and there's guys coming from twice as far from 
Cornwall, you know, and I think, do you know what? And I'm not going to moan anymore because when it gets to sort of Gloucestershire and others where I live, you know, they're halfway there. Halfway there, yeah. And it's yeah. just hideous. Right, well, let's go through some of these comments and questions. First of all, going right back a bit here, Pat Hamblin says, sorry that the FSRA and the British F2 sidecars will not be with you all at Coombe this year, but hopefully if you'll have us back in 2021, it'll be good to see you all. And that's yeah, backed up by the straight straight comment after that I'm going to add is that uh, Swamp mm. Thing's uh, Tony Dixon said uh, that he loves the F2. Mm. Yeah, so, so that's probably a standout race at Coombe a couple of years ago from a um, the, the, the FSRA Formula 2 sidecar race. It was tremendous coming down into Bybrook Chicane, um, I think three, four abreast. You think, no, that just doesn't fit. <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. Um, it was just tremendous racing. If you hear the crowd, you know, that's, that's a bit of a cliche, but you really could. You know, and yeah, absolute you know, love to park. She was on a tremendous championship there, um, herself and John. It's a brilliant, brilliant series. And yeah, they do support us. They follow us, you know, they follow us you know, two, three, four rounds a year. Uh, they were due to be with us several times this year. And obviously Pat's kind of parked that championship up this year because of the circumstances. So Pat, my heart goes out to you. You, you put so much effort into that. Um, and you kind of did the same as all of us, I guess, you know, that's a sport. But you just didn't deserve that. And she deserved to, you know, to have a run out this year. But with, with the unknown, it was just too much to try and fit, you know, a, a guest class of that size. Yeah, it's big, know, isn't it? Yeah, championship, you know, British championship of that, of, of the size of Pat's series. Um, into what we probably it's a bit of an unknown at the moment certainly Cadwell they just do this a bit at Cadwell and obviously then the Coombe yeah, very very popular down at the Coombe the sidecars mm-hmm. and I think I think they love it down there we always get big grids down there with sidecars yeah. the crowds love it as well it's always a good crowd pillar isn't it you say it's always yeah. yeah so yeah Pat I'm very sad last night desperately sorry um, we had a good long chat about it and de- definitely next year yeah we'll we'll be seeing Pat definitely at MG we really look forward to that that's what I like to hear because I love them as well. They're insane, but I love them. Uh, <laughs> Emma Strawford picking up on your comment about uh, that you haven't gone racing. She says, get yourself on a Coombe track day. Track day. We'll look after you, Steve. No discount, oh, no. No, no, of course not. Yeah, Tom got in there very quick. Well, I did that a few years ago. I built an R1 and sort of put on a Coombe track. Then I nearly pinged myself into the scenery. And I thought, do you know what? It's going to be rather embarrassing if I do this, you know, so... <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was a t- I blame the tyres. It was horrible old um, Michelin tyres, I think it was. So I should have put some nice sticky tyres on to do that. But yeah, I thought oh, I was just a one off. I'll have a bit of a wobble. But um, oh, yeah. So I'll be, I'll be uh, as soon as you're on the subject, your good lady's grassing you up by the looks of it there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was, you know, it, it's it, it was a, it's a confidence thing. And I'm sort of, it was a Pembrey, it was a test day on a Friday before one of our events. And the circuit used to run the test days on Friday. And I had a, I had a 2004 R1, which is my favourite all-time bike. And, um, yeah, the sort of lap times are coming down and coming down. I'm thinking, well, this is easy. What on earth is all the fuss about? And um, I don't know if, if you know um, Pembrey, there's a corner called Debeni, which is a left-hander. And it's, it's, it's quite a hot spot, if you like, for, for incidents. It's just where they come back by the pit, by the pit lane there. Um, it's a bit of an odd corner. If, you, if you're sort of too tight, you're just going to get it wrong on the exit. If you go in too late and you're offline, it's slippery and all that sort of stuff. Um, and but I think the lap times are now the sort of 104, which I was, you know, surprised myself with around Pembrey. It's obviously a lot less than that now than it was then. But I was on, on the sort of 104, something like oh, 103 is easy in the back here. Now, bear in mind, the following day was the clerk of the course for that weekend. <laughs> and yeah, this, this my, my pride in joy, R1, it, it sort of decided that it had enough. Um, a 104 lap is is ample. Thank you very much for a road bike. And um, 
the, the back sort of came round to me. The darkie was a great big black arc about 15 meters long coming out of the Benny, and a lot of people saw it, and including my wife who was stood there. Um, and I think my firstborn was just shortly after that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the next came shortly after that. Oh yeah, that was your sort of life flashes before you, you know. That was it, it was a high side, and I got away with it. But, but I, I just landed back on the bike. It's as simple as that. I landed back on the bike and got away with it. Um, whereas normally you don't. You sort of you know you get, you get pinged off the bike into the scenery, into the wildlife. But um, that was extremely close. And uh, yeah, I think lap times were sort of one oh seven for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. It, and, it was and very fresh underwear as well, fresh underwear. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't wear any. Don't wear any. Oh, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul Buckland has said, "Remember our ride back from BSB at Snetterton." Oh, that was illegal. That was illegal. <laughs> Let's leave that one. Move on. Yeah, move, move on, Chris. Move on. Uh, great to see you, Chris Mason. Uh, good evening, all. Uh, from Chris the, loves uh, the bike racing weekend. It gets him. Chris. That gets Chris going. That gets Chris yeah. listening. Well, he does say it, and we'll get it up in a little while, that okay. he does enjoy it, although he says it's very busy. Yes. Um, yeah, and picking up on Russell Gardner's comment, and he used, knew he would answer, and he's put lots of exclamation marks, since 1986. And I think that at the end of that was you cheeky. <laughs> yes, cut that bit up. Um, yeah, so um, we, we don't ask Siri in this house, we just ask Russ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our oracle is all the dates just sat in there somewhere, and I have no idea how he does it. Full respect to us. Yeah, I don't know Absolutely. how much I don't know how much you're going to be able to say on uh, on this, Steve. But I put it up because Aaron League has said, Steve, a, what is your realistic expectation for club racing this year, and b, what is your hope? So, um, yeah, we, we've we've done an awful lot of work. It's a great question, very very well put, and obviously. You know, normally the answer is we've got no idea, but I think we've got an idea now. There's a couple of things in there that are completely out of our control, and they're actually showstoppers. Um, so the one thing is, if if we can achieve medical capability at the venue um, and also the local trauma unit to whichever circuit you're talking about, um, then then obviously you know that that's a goer. The other thing is the overnight accommodation. If you, if we can camp, uh, take caravans and motorhomes, tents, whatever, to these venues, then then um, it, it's on. Um, so that's the two showstoppers really for running um, an event um, of type at, at Cadwell Park in the middle of July. So um, for the first time this year, um, we, we've got a goer and the AC are fully in support. And a lot of the other clubs who are running early July are also on board with the idea. I think Bamsey have actually just released their idea as well, but very, very similar idea for the, uh, the same weekend as us. So the, the format of Cadwell Park. Um, and we're going to go for it. We're going to open entries tomorrow, so it's quite exclusive. There's a few little teasers, I think, the last couple of days. Um, but we intend to run a two-day test event, uh, so two-day on-track testing, um, for a number of reasons. There's a multitude of reasons why we're doing it this way. It's a phased approach back into track activity. Um, Cadwell Park, um, we, we know we can work with Cadwell Park, and obviously you know, the professionals in the MSV, um, as all the circuits that we operate at, but, but certainly Cadwell Park isn't an issue. Um, it's our intention to, to to drop the Friday that what was to be the test day. Um, we won't be doing that. We'll be turning up on the Friday, uh, just making sure the risk assessments and things are, all, are in place. Um, the venue is kind of fit for purpose, um, and that our risk assessments that are heightened and above the ACU's minimum requirements are all in place, and we can achieve it. Um, and we intend to run a two-day test event at Cadwell Park um, on the same weekend as we're due to race there. Um, it is a Cadwell. It is an NG exclusive. Um, so that's great. 
Um, and unlike the other events, um, we're kind of dependent still on what Boris says on the 4th of July. Um, but with the current trends, we're, we're very hopeful that that happens. Um, and we're sure, we're sure we'll get a big enough following as well. There's obviously no pressure to come. There's no pressure on um, um, a lot of the pinch points of a race weekend, like assembly areas, start lines, um, you know, the grid, um, results, services, transponders, the timekeeping and all that sort of stuff. And we can very much get people to operate out of their own pit boxes or their own awnings. So as soon as you're off track, you go back to your own awning. You're kind of self-contained as well. And it's our recommendation that all the riders will be self-contained as much as possible. That's feeding and everything else that goes with that. Um, and it's fully our intention. We're going we're gonna to close Cadwell Park um, as a race event, literally overnight, tomorrow morning. Um, and we'll kind of put the wheels in motion. We'll, we'll, we'll set it up then as a, a two-day test event only. Um, so there'll be an awful lot of track time. It's a very phased approach, um, over-cautious, you might say, but I'm quite happy with that badge in this current environment. Um, you know, with what's going on around us, it you know, needs, needs no introduction, no, no sort of discussion, really. But um, uh, with, with all that stuff going on, uh, I'm comfortable running a test event, a two-day test event. And then we can kind of test the processes, test the risk assessments, um, and kind of see what we get. And then from Anglesey, we'll look at going racing. So it's our intention uh, to, to race at Anglesey. The Anglesey event will probably be a similar format um, in the middle of August um, to what it normally is. So test day on a Friday, racing of some sort, Saturday and Sunday. Um, the, the, the format might change a little bit, but that's our plan. And then Coombe, you know, we're hoping Coombe is, is, you know, is a full-on event. Obviously, the, the, you know, what happens between now and then is, is kind of out of our hands. But uh, if everything goes in the right direction, as I said, if, if everything behaves itself, you know, the, the, the R sort of stays below one and things like that, um, then we will go. Um, but that's the plan for, for Cadwell Park. We're up and running. It'll be open tomorrow as a test, a two-day test event. So we, we recommend you get your entries in early. The, the, um, I think it's going to be busy. And as I say, we can test our processes and, as I say, the risk assessments um, under a test environment rather than racing. And all the pressure of a timetable then as well. You've got a lot more pinch points with medical um, you know, incidents and stuff like that if, if you're racing. Um, so we're kind of taking all that away and we're sort of seeing it, we're, we're playing it by ear. Um, I'm going to see what we get. So very confident it'll be a successful event. Um, Cadwell Park MSV are happy for us to run it this way. And as I, said, I, know, I know a couple of other clubs who are running early July, so they're kind of first out of the trap, which is an uncomfortable place to be um, for obvious reasons. They, they have the same concerns as we did. And we work very closely with those other clubs as well, which is really positive, very positive. Uh, and the Classic Club is one is one that we've been working very closely with. They're out. They're at Cadwell the week before us. Um, so that's the plan. Um, yeah, watch, watch the website tomorrow. Um, we're up and running, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be testing. Uh, we're going to be very, very strict on the social distancing and all that sort of good stuff. So the government guidelines will remain in place um, because you're at a, a racetrack, a venue, of you know, an NG meeting, all that stuff. Um, uh, the government guidelines will have to remain in place. We'll have to observe all those guidelines as well, plus the risk assessment uh, that's in place by the circuit club and our governing body, the ACU. So a, a tough cookie, but we're keen we can get off the ground and just get our guys out there. Um, didn't, didn't want to race straight away because a lot of our guys and girls haven't turned the wheels since last October. We're very, very mindful of that. So they really need to be, um, dare I say it, I'm going to get shot out here. I don't want to be patronising, but almost protect themselves from themselves to a certain degree. So we get them on track, loads of track time. Yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, control. Yeah, into it. Yeah. yeah. So no road riders, and that's no disrespect mm. to road riders, you know, um, at other track days, um, but no road riders, just license holders only, NG mm. members only. 
and let, let's let's go for it. Let's yeah. get back out there. Let's let's, let's give it a good shot. Think, and fingers crossed, you, Steve. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and already we were getting the comments in from that sort of like congratulating you, thanking you. Mm -hmm. And I have to to back this one up. And I'm going to say it because I'm a you know I'm not employed by Castle Coombe Circuit. Uh, you know I'm freelance and everything I do, and so I can compliment the work that you will have done, Steve, for uh, NG that uh, everybody at Castle Coombe Circuit and Castle Coombe Racing Club are doing. It's not easy because I've been seeing the comments that are coming in from people that, that almost think that, that the circuit or maybe NG uh, are kind of going, oh, you're putting these limitations on. It's not your limitations. And no. I'm saying this to both of you. It's not yeah. your limitations. It's yeah. the government's. It's a common sense. At the yeah. beginning, yes, you might sort of feel, well, is that too much? At the moment, maybe. But that's the way we have to go. And then it will, you know, gradually yes. things might be relaxed. So I need, you know, I'm going to say this from outside going, guys, please be mindful of the work that these crews all around the country as well are doing to get your activity back going again. It is not them putting the limitations in place. I promise you. No, Chris, I, I, no, 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 and I appreciate that. Thank you, Chris, because I think it's, it's interesting because, you know, uh, Steve, you know, I mean, this is what I've been trying to say to people is if Steve comes down ill and gets COVID, God forbid, but I know you were saying that the witness spoke to you. I think, you know, you knew someone who may or may not have had it at that time. And, you know, that wipes you out of your day job. Then that wipes yeah. you out of being able to go to Cal because they're not going to, you know, you're not going to do it. And, and I think this is what people aren't understanding is, is the key people involved running the circuits and running these events if one of them becomes ill then that that, that shuts it down you know ng yeah. will not be able to go there cadwell you know someone at cadwell gets ill they will not they will you will not be there because they'll have yeah. to close down and i think this is what people aren't quite understanding is at the moment it's you know it's it's a self-preservation as well of, of of everyone that we work with you know and and, and everything else and it's and of course, you know, I'm not going to use Chris as a, as a bad example, but you know, okay, if Chris is here, we can't get a commentator. I'll find another commentator. Sorry, Chris, but you know, but it's <laughs> it's 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 not this. It's no, not this. That's it. Not exactly cheaper, but anyway, but it's not. It's not this. <laughs> but it's not the same with those with yourself, is it? It's not. It's not the same. You know, you say you're a family right. and everything else. So suddenly, you get ill. You're going to lose what 10, 20, 30 percent, yeah. maybe or more. Yeah. Um, you know, that. So I think that's what people have got to understand at the moment is we're still not out of this. You know, we're still not out of it. Yeah, um, right. we need and, to and keep going. It's going to relax, isn't it? Gradually, gradually, the, yeah. the, the the little glimmers of air that are suggesting. You know, you mentioned like, for example, uh, uh, camping hotels. I've mm. even got it with commentating. You know, I'm supposed to suddenly be traveling all around the country and and eventually further afield. But you sit there and go, well, okay, physically I can go and do that, but what am I supposed to do if I've got two days, whether it's at Cadwell Park, at Snetterton, or whatever it might be, and I'm I'm living in Swindon, mm. and you kind of go, well, hang on, I can't go there and back, there and back when it's a two-day event. So no, right. then some people are choosing to take the Banzai attitude of, oh, we know that the government are going to declare this at this point. No, yeah, that's right. That could change at any time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Western Supermare is, is a very good example there. You know, as soon as they said, right, you can now travel to, you know, um, you know a beauty spot, if you like, and do exercise. Yeah. I, you, you also probably saw the images on Western Supermare front and on the beach. It was rammed. And then two weeks later, three weeks later, the Western Supermare hospital was closed. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was up to capacity. So, yeah, we kind of want to be, you know, part of history. We don't want to make it in Lincolnshire. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. bring my um, 
you know, so yeah, there's, as I said, there's a couple of blockers that are in place at the moment, and that would be overnight camping. I mean, for, for example, me personally, you know, a lot of the, well, all of the immediate ops team, we're often sort of, you know, Gloucestershire, Worcestershire, Oxfordshire. Um, so if we can't stay overnight, then, you know, nobody can, basically, in Lincolnshire. Yeah. So, so that's got to be lifted. And the conference, the current trend, it will be, by bear in mind, this is still probably five weeks' time, something like that. So it's still quite a way off. It's, it's a very changed environment at the moment every night. It changes. Um, I think Mr. Cummins has got a lot of answer for. I think he's forcing the lockdown of the unlocking very quickly, um, and that might work or it might not. But um, yeah, certainly, you know, we, we'll kind of see what happens. As I said, there's, there's a caveat there. There's those couple of blockers. Uh, I need to be 100% confident that you know uh, the day before the event, we've got that full medical team in place um, on site, and also the trauma unit. That's got to be. And that you're all well, and that and you know, and your whole team are well and safe. And this is what I keep saying to people: and that you all go away uh, on Sunday or whatever back home, well and safe, not and not passing this awful thing on to other people, and going back to your job because ultimately you'll have to go back and do your, your day job. And I yeah, think sure. it, yeah. this is the thing for a lot. I think this is what people don't understand. You know, the racing clubs. You know, it's a little bit different for me. I'm an employee of the circuit, but you know, for a lot of these um, organisations, as Chris knows. They're all pretty much volunteers. You know, everyone in our racing club, there's any one or two people employed. Like you guys are all volunteers. None of your guys are employed, are you? And I know, you know, and I know you're, you're, there are a few clubs that you deal with that, that are. And the ACU, and tell us a bit more about, we haven't really touched up on the ACU. I mean, what, what, I don't know too much about them. I mean, are they really, you know, what's their sort of supporting ethic on this all at the moment? Yeah, they've been, they've been very supportive. Um, they've kind of, um, Paul King and his, his road race team have been very, um, um, not dependent, but sort of really engaging with two or three of the key clubs, including us. Mm. Very proud of that. Um, so from from the outset, we've been involved, you know, and in, you know, creating a round. We kind of white papered everything and whiteboarded everything that you know needed to be thought of. So you know, mm. PPE, you know, your, your your lines on the floor like your supermarket and all that sort of stuff. You know, um, everything from you know right, right through to the medical services. You know, the incident handling to get an incident. We will get incidents at Carroll you know, in five weeks' time. You know, varying degrees of severity so you know you, you've got that sort of grading of incidents and how they're managed um, the amount of you don't want the same amount of marshals as we as we have as we need for a race event you don't want that many um, and we're very much sort of you know, you know a couple of marshals per corner and things you know um, we, we want to operate along those you know, sort of levels if you like if anything happens same as any other track they will just stop it we'll go out to see you know with, with our our support unit our support truck um, and you know, a medical car, whether it's needed or not. So we're just kind of, you know, we're just, mm. we're sort of doing it that way. But as far as the ACU is concerned, no, Sydney yeah. Porking and his team, they, they've really, you know, um, lent on us, I think, for our sort of on the ground expertise, our, our, our frontline oh, expertise. Good. Yeah. Um, we had weekly calls, um, sitting with the Classic Club with Benzie, you know, and even Thundersport. So, you know, um, and we, we've all, there's, there's a common ground there. There's certainly a common feeling there. Well, that's really um, good. Yeah, well, that, that's right. It's been very good and very positive. And we also opened it up then to a, a full ACU World Race Committee meeting where all clubs, um, you know, uh, joined the call. Was, this is all obviously over, over yeah. social media face-to-face. Um, and that was positive as well, you know. So, um, and again, you know, we sort of able to wear, you know, the, the, the common concerns, um, what the general, you know, the, the intentions would be in an ideal scenario, ideal, ideal sort of situation for each club. We kind of went around, the, you know, gained the bigger clubs. Um, and like I said, there's, there's really a common theme there. We've kind of all stepped to that as well. I think by the end of July, um, by the time two or three events, whether it's test events like us and Bemsey have happened or, you know, or otherwise, I think by the end of July, you'll have a good idea of how it sits. 
So by the end of, the, of July, you will start seeing race meetings happening, you know, full-on race mm -hmm. meetings. Uh, but not uh, so soon after the 4th of July, which is when the ACU sort of open up. Yeah, same. Yeah, similar yeah. The guinea pigs. Yeah, <laughs> right. it, to a certain degree. Yeah, and that's to say that you know, that's why I kind of take this thing out of out of it by saying it's not competition. You know, it will be a test event. But no, the ACU has been tremendous. You know, Paul's always very. Paul's a great fan of NG. Yeah. Paul, King, this is the ACU. Yeah, he's champion. a good guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a great fan of NG. He references us, you know, in, in high places. And I'm very proud of that as well. Um, and you know, if, if there's several events on over the weekend. He'll he'll choose hours to come to you know just for ride out on his bike so uh, so that's that's probably a good sign you know it's a really good sign we've we've got their backing very much so they very much look upon us look to us for you know for um, support frontline and so, and I'm going to put it out there I know I sort of flippantly said the guinea pigs but for anybody who's on the fence is that the point being is understand that whether it's NG, whether it's Coombe with our 4th of July uh, car meet. And I know that Steve West and Richard Beard, uh, Dr. Sue Smith, everybody working behind the scenes is that everything is going to be airing on the side of caution. To, included is that everybody that watched our show a couple of weeks back will know that if there's uncertainty, it's not happening. It's as yeah. simple as that. As long as they're confident. Now, that means that it's going to err on the side of caution. And you touched on it there, Steve, is that as July progresses and we, we get into August, is that gradually you then are in that situation of, let, let me call it the overcautious, which is not appropriate, but it's the only way I can describe it, is the overcautious way. And we then look at it and go, do you know what? A mixture of what's now being decreed here and a mixture of what we've seen in action, actually, we could we could do this or we don't yeah. have to do that and we're all going through an incredible learning process at yeah, the moment. Yeah. you guys and hence everybody congratulating and thanking for the work that's going on from you all but i mean paul you know paul's it's, it's a lot of paul's shoulders at the end of the day you know paul paul you know exactly. in the acu and i think this is adding and this is what you're trying to explain to people you know it's adding another layer on you know, paul, paul's concern is the safety of the riders at the end of the day and i think this will be you know on the black stuff as i was saying before on the tarmac you know on that safe event making his neck is at the same as you know same as the, we're now at i keep saying this before we're now adding something in completely new it's everywhere else which adds another layer and you know like i said if we could see it we could put a fence up couldn't we we could put right. whatever but we can't and and you know, it's no longer it's, it's on the tarmac, is it? It's in the it's, yeah, exactly. And it's just toilets. It's in everything. And it will be, you know, and it will be on, you know, it will be on. Steve said, and then the ACU people will be saying, you know, oh well, the ACU, you know, they did this, they didn't do that, whatever else. And ultimately, like I said, we need to keep, you know, the the sport, which is what it is, a sport safe, you know, and and, the, and those people safe. Yeah. Um, the sports it's slash just, hobbies, yeah. you know, and there's well, the yeah, exactly. And, and I think hobby, it's yeah. important to say that at that point, isn't it? Definitely. Right, listen, I'm conscious of time, it's yes, half past eight, and we've go got loads it. of comments and questions that That's I haven't great. got through. So, yeah, exactly, it is. Uh, you, you've been bringing them in too much, Steve. Uh, right, uh, Russell Gardner say, added to that as well, where he said, I was at the first <laughs> meeting, age <laughs> six and three quarters. Is that like Harry Potter's uh, <laughs> platform, <Yeah>. isn't it? <laughs> So there we go. He has been there a good old while. I'm sure he was older than that, though. Um, <laughs> and then we've got uh, John Weaver has said that oh, uh, nice. yeah. it's a privilege to marshal at NG. Sorry, I hope that's come up. There we go. That's that's clear. Um, yeah, lovely, lovely comment. Um, we've even got, uh, sorry, there's so many comments that I'm catching up with that it just means I get a slight lag with them showing up on the screen. But Phil Lowe, good evening still, Steve. Phil at Thruxton. <laughs> good evening, yeah. Well, we hope to go back to Thruxton soon, but uh, we'll see what happens there. That's a real favourite. Again, I think it's the geography. 
so uh, Thrux is my favourite track, I've got to say. I'm sorry, oh. really sorry. Um, it's just fast. I know. Can't say that. <laughs> but yeah, I love the face. It's mad. It's it probably it's obviously an airfield, so that's where the heart is. You know. So um, no. It's, so it's, true. It's, so yeah, true. Move yeah, on. Yeah. Just move, move on. on. Yeah, move on. Well, when you got your foot in the bucket, just leave it there. It rattles. Yeah. Otherwise, Chris Mason says always. I said he had them come yeah. comment further on. Always look forward to bike meetings, although usually quite a busy. I meeting. love that. Although usually, I mean, I've seen Chris and he's pretty calm, cool cucumber most of the time. But I saw him. I think was it last and maybe the year before. Just, just looked a little riled around the edges. Just a little. Just a little. Yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day, he probably. I don't. He wouldn't be happy being quiet either, though. Let's no. No, definitely. Just think of it as a training exercise. Yeah, I mean, he's doing his exams at the moment. I'm sure you won't mind me saying he's doing all his exams at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I bet he's telling, schooling a few of the others. <laughs> <laughs> Being schooled. Uh, Maureen Webb, uh, 1982, started his recovery for NG, still helping Excellent. out. And that's from Brian Webb, by the looks of that, actually. Nick in Maureen's uh, uh, account there. Yeah, uh, Tremendous, been, been around racing a lot longer than I have, and boy, won't mind me saying that. And uh, yeah, the, the whole web family, right back to Harold Coppock and obviously Harold and Phyllis, um, Maureen and uh, Audrey's uh, mum and dad. Um, very, very uh, you know, tremendous sponsors back in the day, and yeah, the, all the webs, uh, several generations, they won't mind me saying that either. Um, <laughs> still uh, supporters through all the years, you know, Harold and Phyllis way back, you know, sponsoring, and that was in my time. Um, Brian Maureen, Pete and Audrey, you know, they're, they're still heavily involved. And Annabelle as well, just the start line for um, BSB. She, she started the BSB and is our timekeeper as well. So um, just just a massive work that family have put into motorbike racing, forget NG, motorbike racing. It really? is tremendous. It's humbling. There's no other word, humbling. So uh, Maureen and, and, and Audrey and the boys, Pete and Audrey, uh, Pete and Audrey, um, Pete and Brian. Um, just thank you yeah, for, from the bottom of our hearts at NG and everybody who's raced motorbike. Uh, who's organised motorbike race meetings over the years. Just tremendous. Fantastic to see that they're here tonight. Thank you. Uh, Sean Wynn says, ask Steve, have I ever stressed him out at a racetrack? I'm scared to ask that question. Yeah. It's a simple answer to that one. <laughs> yeah. I think no, he's not stressed me out because he's not stressed me out because it's kind of expected with Sean. You know, it's, it's um, um, yeah, the um, lawnmower, he's, he's, yeah, he's cut some grass in his time as, as winner. But uh, no, again, a, f a fantastic character, um, you know, and just just what what makes it the paddock. So, winner, we absolutely love you. Keep doing what you're doing, mate. We love it. Um, that's a yeah, great photograph there with um, on the screen at the moment. Went on the roads. Um, he's sort of taking the roads, you know, more so than short circuits now. But uh, yeah, just just uh, look after yourself, mate. But uh, again, just a wonderful character. Just always got a smile. It just isn't that bad. Is when you see when you know life isn't too bad when you see this guy. He's tremendous. Oh, I like I, I like the sound of that character then because I'm I'm a big fan of those. Shez uh, pictures we we did hear from Shez earlier. Uh, I started racing at '93 in '93 at Keeville. Then Scott took over for me in 2009. That's right, yeah, Scott. I was on uh, I saw Scott of, uh, on the 250 racing the 250 championship as well very early on and very very well as well. Extremely quick, and I went on to the triumphs as well after that. But yeah, great, you know, sort of. Um, it's stood by us. Um, yeah, thank you, Shares and Scott, the picture family. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, your wife actually answered Sean Wynn and said, Sean Wynn, you've stressed me out with worry. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, you can't, get, you can't get a call in. Oh, we've got a ride on the grass. Yeah, don't worry, it's winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you were, carry on. 
<laughs> Andrew Reese uh, says, Chivener, I have never been so wet. Was that the yeah. one down at Barnstable, wasn't it? it was, yeah, I think we were down there for two years. We went two years on the trot, I think, and oh my life, did it rain. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, the crowds were phenomenal. So obviously, it was holiday season. It was, you know, North Devon, for goodness sake. So, again, some really big crowds. But um, oh, yeah, I'm with you on that, Andrew. It was, it was very, very wet. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, Russell Gardner again has said, uh, Hackborns have three generations of racers, Ken, Jason and Jamie, yeah. all with NG road racing. Yeah. Again, yeah, going back right. to the family thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe Ken, that's right. And, uh, that's right. And Jamie is the latest, you know, racing now. So that's right. It's, it's staying, sticking with us. Brilliant. Sean Will again said, tell Steve I need to go grass cutting. Get us back out soon. So he is. He's living up to all of that. Uh, at all, you know, sorry, you're not encouraging. <laughs> We've got a, a long message here. Sorry, you've disappeared behind it, but I'll read it and then bring you back in again. Nick Workman says, My first ever marshalling event was at Staverton Airfield, late 70s, he thinks. Turned up with a friend who was racing and had my arm twisted to marshal as a bit short on the ground. Loved it and went on to marshal for MGMCC at numerous RAF venues, Rawton, Gaydon, Keyville, Little Rissington, and eventually Brands Hatch at their first event there in about 1981, 1982. Well, wow. that's, a, that's a great record, yeah. That's, again, commitment, that's tremendous. So, yeah, go back to the air. It's great when people sort of come from the airfields to the permanent venues because you know, they're sort of, you know, they're on the journey with us and they sort of see that transition, you know. So, I mean, in the airfield days, they had sort of two straw bells to stand behind, so they were totally safe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Safety rope, yeah. <laughs> Always safe. And so yeah. good that that was that he, you know, he just went there and then got convinced to do it and he just got absolutely hooked. Like, yeah. you know, well, actually, you say your first one as a, a, as a four-year-old, you're actually terrified by it, but yeah. it gradually became that, wow, you were hooked on it and you had to be part of it in one way or another. I'm still terrified by it, by the way, but I just have to get involved and crack on with it. This is why I'm, I'm a commentator, not a racer, is the fact that I'm terrified, which means that actually when I'm commentating, I'm genuinely in awe of yeah. what we're watching. Not just excited by the race and as the fan in the box, as my, my reputation tends to be, but I'm genuinely in awe of what they do. They are just phenomenal talent. It's awesome, yeah. Absolutely awesome. Um, Nick Wake says Bandits Rule. Yeah, great race. I mentioned them earlier, so I'm ahead of you there, Nick. But um, tremendous, yeah, through the Formula Pro Stock uh, Club. Um, obviously, supporters at all rounds now. But yeah, Suzuki Bandit, it's just a brilliant series. Brilliant. And in fact, I think when you then mention them as well, that it'll be a comment further down. But he did say thank you for 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 mentioning and supporting and everything. Our very own Chris Mason as uh, another comment would like to see a non championship round of the super bikes at Coombe. Well, I'll just, Stuart's been watching, so Stuart, give us a call, drop me an email. I'm sure we can have a deal. Um, Definitely. Yeah, it was one of yeah. I mean, it's something that's been talked about quite a lot. Um, it was one of the biggest things that the circuit did. So if Stuart's still watching, yeah, get in, get in touch. I think um, we're all going to need to help each other out, aren't we? You know we'll have a massive so, crowd if we're allowed spectators. Oh, it was, I said, it was 2004, I think, Steve, wasn't it? I don't know if you were involved then, but I think it was the biggest crowd we've ever had at anything we've ever done, I'm pretty sure. It's huge. That's right. That's right. That's huge. But a championship round might be even better. Why, why non-championship? You know, come on, do your magic. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's on you, Steve, to, to convince That's it, you. yeah. <laughs> you think, you think NG is scary. Wow. <laughs> PSD would be uh, out there. No, that would be awesome. Lin Hoy, the that so uh, Nick had said bandits rule. Lin Hoy said four hundreds rule, so it's all happening. Uh, uh, really, really, I start off by saying riders' representatives from each each class. 
Yeah. It's my case. <laughs> yeah. Fair comment. Fair comment. Uh, Annabelle Matthew says, Steve, are we on time with the timetable? <laughs> no, no, no we published it. That's we didn't publish it, Annabelle. Yeah, so it's not published. <laughs> really uh, we, uh, your wife said, Sound of Thunder is voted by our eldest. So yeah, there was a, yeah, there's a story there. My God, um, I don't even tell you this story, but um, yeah, when 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 Stan was pregnant with Megs, our eldest, um, my wife Cena used to do the assembly area, and uh, when the sound of thunder came to the assembly area, that's obviously you know, um, you know, uh, sort of V twins, you know, two cylinders, three cylinders, um, uh, bikes, and it, they sort of rumble more, and it, you know, the, the noise sort of reverberates, and the the baby used to kick like mad when Stan was expecting Megs. It used to go absolutely berserk. Um, and since then, Megs has got a real you know, sort of affection, if you like, for the Sound of Thunder Championship. So here's a bit of a story there. It's, uh, yeah, it's good. That's awesome. Fair dues. I think my wife uh, with our little one was when we went to the Tank Museum down uh, down south and they did a big cannon and suddenly uh, Lauren, not that we knew we had a little girl on the way, but we knew we had a baby, uh, kicked violently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same as Alan Megs, the of the Sound of Thunder. Yeah. Uh, Chris Griffin. Says love yeah. two strokes. Yeah, I'm with you on that, I'm afraid. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Hearts with the two strokes. Uh, uh, Bill Earl said bandits are always good to watch, but ruddy heavy when you got to pick them up. Um, <laughs> and then Nick Waite responded presumably to that saying, got to eat your eat Weetabix like us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then Bill Earl said, or oh, stop crashing. So they're having their own banter there. Uh, yeah. and, and yes, Nick Waite said, thank you for more bandit riders. We do try, Steve. Uh, Andrew Reese said, uh, love the open races, watching Barry Middleton and Chris Hook starting at the back and going through 40 riders to win on the airfields. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's been some great battles. That's right. Um, yeah, just, just obviously too many to mention over the years, but absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Barry Middleton and Chris Hook, I mean, they won you know, multiple championships with us. And again, two great characters, you know. I think Chris Hook is in Australia now or somewhere like that, I think. But um, certainly Barry Middleton, you know, we see him down at Castle Coombe. Again, the only time I see him was at the Coombe meeting, you know, it's just great to see Barry there, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, many, many championships as Barry on, on the Green Beastie. I think it was a GSXR 1100, I think. And watching that thing down the back straight, if you like, at Kiva was just scary, to be honest. I <laughs> love uh, it. Yeah, I'm to try that. Absolutely brilliant rider. Uh, Sean Wynn, and I think this is before you made the exclusive. Hope Cad will be running. Good catch up with all NG team, including uh, Steve. So uh, that he'll be pleased now that he's seen that. Um, I'm not going to ask that. Sean's asking, ask Steve how many times he's told me off over the years. Yeah, we, we've had that one. Yeah, quite a few. I'm not doing it, told him off, but sort of, we, we, don't, we kind of don't tell people off. We, um, uh, we manage, we manage, I think. <laughs> uh, if we kind of invite people up, you know, we sort of say, do you know why you're here? And if they sort of say no, then we know we've got a bit of a challenge. Yeah. So, well, think back to this situation. Oh, yeah, 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 got that. And then, right, okay, think to that. Oh, right, got it. Um, so you can kind of usher things out of riders, you know. So it's not, it, there is kind of no stick waving, if you like, at NG. We're very proud of that. And it is, it's all about kind of managing, you know, what, what's happened in the situation, talking to people about it. And and it might be that you've you've tried that and it's still not gone in and they're still arguing blind that actually they're they're right and you know whatever happened shouldn't have happened and it's you know, they'll never be wrong. So that's, that's very, very rare. It just doesn't happen in any longer. <laughs> so, we kind of manage, you know, manage situations, not manage people, manage situations. Mm. You know, and, and it, it just works. To me, it just works. 
That's the best way to be. Right, we're going to go quick fire because I'm conscious even I'm live on something else at nine o'clock as well. So as well as everybody else being glued. Right, our own Emma Strawford says, would you ever like to officiate at road racing events like the TT? No. <laughs> Moving up quickly. Quick fire. Yeah, that was interesting. That was interesting. <laughs> um, uh, I've got to the TT, but no, not to, no, not the TT. Thank you. All all roads. It's just where the heck to stand, you know. But um, no, I said just just busy enough doing what I do, so we want to get to that. Your good lady said I, uh, when you were complimenting how good it was, she seconded the thrill of BSB and being able to be part of it is all a privilege, and I can understand that. Um, Terry Smith says uh, started marshalling with NG. In 1976, the year I was born, that is, uh, still doing it now. It's a family. Yeah, it's family yeah. is the key phrase, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, T Terry brings in all the family, you know, several generations in as well. So, you know, we, you know, as I sort of said, you know, earlier with, you know, with, with Brian and Maureen and Pete and Audrey, you know, and, and Anna Pallon and, you know, Denise. I mean, Denise is our, our, works in our race office now. So, yeah, the, the family thing is really there. And, you know, Darren and Denise really are, you know, absolutely key behind the scenes, you know, on the, the board of directors. So yeah, there's and out into the marketing sort of in you know, a community uh, family. There's you know it, it's there as well. But uh, yeah, we've got a, we've got a tremendous team. I'm loving this one because I was about to put a message up and I've looked two messages down, which has made me assume what it, it, it who it is that said this. Let me put the message that is in reply to this from your good lady saying Steve mentioned your commentating earlier. Who do you think I'm about to put up here now? No idea. Uncle, Uncle Brian. Oh my, yeah. oh my life. Uncle Brian has said, "Proud to see where NGMCC has come, <laughs> and knowing it is in good hands for the future." How cool oh, is that? Good. Brian, yeah, Brian and Sheila, yeah, Uncle Brian and Auntie Sheila. They'll hate me for saying that. Trust me. And my very best wishes to Brian and Sheila. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, missing them. Need to see them soon. Um, but yeah, Brian uh, did the commentary for, for many, many years. I think it was an article in Mother's Up a Racing magazine. Um, God knows how long ago it was probably 11 something like that and it said look out Fred Clark there's a younger man after your job and he did a bit of an article on the South helping Brian Uncle Brian in the commentary box and he used to shout at me he used to crunch polos he used to shout at me stop crunching he, was trying to <laughs> he hated it he hated it he used to crunch away on polos and stuff he used to get really angry <laughs> yeah that's that's not great great move that one is it <laughs> uh nick wet say nick wait sorry says thank you without you lot uh we wouldn't be or hang on what does it say it's taken a moment to come up there wouldn't be able to race so we wouldn't be able to race or they wouldn't be racing mixture of the two there um sean win says i keep coming back when i race always with ng have some great times over the years with ng and he did say, and don't follow up on this, we're just going to move on, is he says that, uh, I want to say something naughty about Steve, but can't, as he's warned me already, and don't want a red flag if I did. So you know what it is, and it's enough now that it's made you chuckle, because you know exactly what he's referring to. <laughs> it could be a multitude of things. It really could be a multitude of things. But yeah, move on. Yeah, time is right. And I've, I've got to say, Nick, wait, thank you for that photo that's with yours, because I recognise that as being Camp Corner at Castle Coombe. Sad that I yeah. recognise it, but uh, good man. I'm glad to see that that's there. Uh, Adam Jeffrey says, us Devon boys like NG. Yeah, Devon, but that's right. Devon Cornwall, absolutely brilliant. A lot of riders have come from that way as well, but... Uh, yeah, I, I love you. I'm missing you, Adam. Come on back, mate. We, we uh, want to see that old BC back out of the shed. I'm sure you've still got it. Yeah. Uh, and, and Nick Wett again, is he, uh, he said, I'm a member from the northeast of England. Wow. Even though he's got his coon photo. I was going to say, that's me. That's brilliant, isn't it? That's good. Yeah. 
and uh, well have been for four seasons and here's to many more he's here, welcome here. back he's welcome back yeah absolutely but we got uh, just mentioned like this you know there's desmond Dews coming down from scotland you know there's some of the ducati you know fraternity come right up from scotland you think that is for a club race event that's just phenomenal it really is yeah. and yeah same that's as cool. you know if, if a place like anglesey cadbar you know the guys from devon cornwall you know with with uh, with adam or just you know it's just a long old way but they followed us for years and it's just it's there's utter respect for these guys and girls and the whole family they've, they've been a whole family you know it's a, a lot of the time so it's uh, it's fantastic right uh pat hamblin followed up your comments earlier and said thanks steve it was a hard decision and yeah, sure. you can always feel the emotion in that message there can't yeah, yeah. You, to be fair. Yeah. um Bill Earl says, always love chasing tires around Bybrook when the slideys are out. Uh, and for anybody who may not know, that's the, uh, the the temporary chicane that we put in because these uh, these guys are just too quick out there in these bikes. That's the reality. Uh, Lynn Hoy says, uh, love Tal uh, Talon Skills Piggins and his team. Yeah. Huge respect for them. Yeah. Uh, so, so Talon, he, he's done many, many things, um, but he's uh, he, he's basically disabled. So it, this guy literally gets sort of valcoed onto his bike, um, and he's yeah, he's quick, he's quick, and he races at the Coombe. I think Tommy's done some of your track days as well. Ah, yeah, yeah, he's well known. Yeah, he's well. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's been documentaries, um, you know, about, about Talon. I think he did skiing and stuff like that as well. But, you know, like he corrects a lot of that, but he's done an awful lot, um, you know. But yeah, he's tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Full respect. And he's got a crew that sort of, you know, when he comes back from the water park, the crew sort of step in behind the bike and hold him. So he has a bit of his, you know, obviously has legs to put him. He always has to start at the back because of that, doesn't he? Yeah, he starts at the back, that's right, because he's got a crew, he has to have someone holding his bike, so he has to start at the back. But he's not at the back at the end. No. You know, come the end of the race, he's not at the back anymore. So yeah, absolute full respect, tremendous. Amazing. Um, I'd forgotten that's who it was. And as soon as you yeah. said that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah, I know tremendous. the name. Amazing. Uh, just inspiring that really is uh we did obviously in reaction to the uh, the exclusive that we had here tonight and thank you for uh, doing that tonight with us uh, steve on coon tv well done steve and the team if you get cadders going uh i remember his face after the uh, oh and he also added after the r1 slide at pembury change of underpants for sure so he's confirming what i said you did have to change your underwear uh, and i preferred his notion uh, but literally uh cadder sounds good everybody saying it pat hamblin uh has sort of just raised the question and i will put it to you will the gp2 strokes be included at cadwell um being um just just being open testing yes obviously we can we can accommodate um the 250 gp bikes there won't be a specific obviously a group for them but they'll certainly be in with a group so it is just testing so yeah we, we'll we'll get them in you know into one group or another so they, they will be there Cool. Uh, right, to do this even quicker, because in 10 minutes I'm live somewhere else. Uh, Stewie Rogers, PPE is ordered, Steve. Uh, one of our own, Tim Perry. Good luck with it all, Steve. I know it's difficult in the current climate. Lynn Hoy, hello, Lightning McQueen and Andy Abrahams. They're people that are watching, presumably. Chris Pearson, absolutely safety first for the track action and the health of everyone in attendance. Uh, Kim Winsper, love NG Weekends, missing everybody. So that's good Thank to you. see. That, I'm going to put that out because that's a new name that we haven't bought one up there. So Kim, Kim uh, loves the weekends. It's Nick Wake, come on. Uh, not be long till we meet again, Kim from Nick Wake. Sums up the NG family, says Sean Wynn. Ali Day, top job as always, Stephen team. Welcomed us in like family in 2007. Some great memories over the years. Yeah. 
again sums yeah. it up. Uh, Jane Smith will be racing. Uh, will they be racing at Cadwell? No, it's a test, you yeah. say, didn't you? Yeah, no competition whatsoever at Cadwell Park. Yeah. Two, day, two days of testing. Uh, John Weaver, that's how we all got hooked. I would imagine that was in response to the uh, to the to the person who sort of jumped in and marshaled briefly. Sue Boyd answer as well. No, just testing. Russell Gardner, if we talk, then talk, but we cannot do. <laughs> Is you on my gin, Russell? Uh, <laughs> Talking about you commentators. Oh, oh yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jane Smith, will there be? Uh, we've answered that one. Oh, will there be racing at Cadwell on the Sunday following the two test days? Desperately trying to get that going, aren't they? Yeah, no, there won't be. It, it's there's nothing up on the Friday, um, and it's just testing Saturday and Sunday, so no competition at all, just testing both days, Saturday and Sunday. Fine. Uh, Emma Strawford then saying, let's start the rumour, Mr. Higgs, because we definitely want the superbikes there. Um, Nick Waite, thanks, big uh, Steve. Big love to you and the NG family. Uh, uh, Lynn Hoy said, or I'm just off to the toilet. I'm sure I'll be back for the next to help for the next race and i'm sure there's something in that story but we <laughs> probably shouldn't stewie yeah, rogers yeah. Can't, can't wait to lift the circuit gate bar up to let the first race out on the grid and i agree i've got that feeling myself as well maureen webb at least races are not started uh, races are not started these days when recovery is still on track on track fairford question mark question mark i think that was me i hasten to add that oh, there was wonder when brian was still on track and um, over it, that was Cadwell. Um, because at Cadwell, you can't see anything. He was he was coming back. I knew he was coming back, but obviously, I thought the next race would come out of the top paddock area and come down to the grid and stop. But it wasn't the next. Sorry, the next on track is a race. They obviously come the transit from the top paddock down to the grid and stop on the grid. Well, the next on track was a qualifying session. So obviously, they, they were released from the top paddock and just went for it straight to the start line. And I saw Brian coming back from I was it. I don't know where he was. Wow. Like that. So that was a very, very squeaky moment. It really was. We got away with it, but um, yeah. And you must have been desperate because you can't undo it, can you? You can't suddenly uh, that's right. sky that's plus right. it back or anything. Yeah. So it, it, um, it, wasn't an, it wasn't an issue, but knowing that it had happened, it unnerves you, you know. So it, it sort of turned out okay in the end. But um, that's yeah, good. yeah, God, you want. Simon Van der Plank says Chris Hook lives in America now. I, I want to have another go where. We'll see you next year. Brilliant, so good yeah. to see that. Oh, lovely to see this. Our very own Chris Mason says, my not-so-little three-year-old Joshua says, good night, Coombe. And it is. We're down to the last few message. Pete Griffiths says, hi, Steve. Will you ever run the classic uh, race bike parades at Coombe again? Uh, we never say never. Never say never. So we, we kind of see, you know, how the you know, how the event structures go. But probably not this year because – what we need to do is, is basically scale down the timetable a little bit to allow for extra intervention time if we get stoppages um, because of all the, you know, the restrictions and all the caution you know, that needs to be sort of applied here. So um, probably not this year, but we never say never. So certainly, you know, it, it's something we always put in the mix you know, when we put the, the, uh, the timetable together. Cool. Uh, picking up on your comment about Adam Jeffrey's uh, monster, and I think you meant his bike. Uh, he says, I've still got it. Not sure about the talent. He has. He's got it in bucket loads. Bring it on down. Now, this is a cool message. Josh Day. Uh, <laughs> NG took me under their belt in 2007, set me to two national championships uh, at BSB, and more importantly, three King of Coombe titles. Always be family. Joshy, love it. Yeah, good that's a good man. message. 
Yeah, isn't it just it's so cool to see uh, that you're watching, my friend? Right, and uh, and on that note, we're then getting the wrap ups. Andrew Reese saying, "Well done, Steve. Really enjoyed it. Stay safe." Uh, and uh, Steve Caffin, good luck with all this year, Steve and the NG team. Mm. And I really have to to sum that one. Honestly, Steve, we could have carried on talking to you for, yeah, for right. so much longer, but we find that every show. And and so yeah, the biggest comment. Have is thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's really enjoyed it. It's been great. And fingers crossed for the Grand National. Yeah, we'll be good. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll give it a trial run, you know, beforehand with a couple of events. And, yeah, I'm sure we, if, if it's possible, if it's possible you know, through me and through restrictions above us, then it will happen. If, if yeah. we're allowed to, it will happen. Yeah, and we'll go definitely. That's it. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it's Steve. Fine. Thank you very much. Stay safe. Keep working our team. And uh, we look forward to seeing you later in the year. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Take care. Thanks for time. Cheers. Thanks, Bye. Steve. So we'll put him back into the uh, to the green room. Tom, a fantastic show yet again. Yeah, no, great guy. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and um, yeah, I knew it was going to be. I knew when we've had some great view. I just looked and we've had some great viewing numbers on that tonight. And fantastic. All these people around the country that uh, may have not been to Coombe or, or, or watched at Coombe. So, yeah, brilliant. And um, to have Mr. BSB on as well, commenting is, is great. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, I might get my ears bent tomorrow, but um, no, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> no, so great show. Thanks, Chris, again as well. Oh, no, thank you, mate. Thank you. Absolutely loved it as as always. Um, Tom, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you for everybody that has watched. Uh, yeah. I hope you enjoyed that show. From us here on Coombe TV, uh, we actually need to work out who we've got on next Sunday. We've yeah, kind of I see. We've, all been, we've been so busy, really, haven't we? Both, you know, all of us, really. So, yeah, I've we, still um, got loads, loads of people that I want yeah, to get on. I've just haven't same. sorted it out. So yeah, keep no, an no, eye we'll, on, on the Facebook page and we'll get it we'll something. So, excellent. Tom, thanks, mate. Cheers, Chris. Thanks Good night, everyone. And we'll, uh, we'll see you all very soon. From Coombe TV, have a good evening.